Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 29th of March, 2020. Tonight's speaker is Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. And welcome, Michael Joseph. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Well, um, my wife told me about an hour ago, she said, what are you going to speak about tonight? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) She said, no, you don't. I said, no, not yet. I said, but let me go in here and sit down and see what comes to my mind. And, um, And I sat down, and what came to my mind was Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And, um, I read that verse and, uh, and, and then I'd just like to talk about it a little bit. Uh, it says, I'm going to read it, um, according to E.W. Bullinger's, um, standard. It's, it's based on the King James, but he says, and God said, let us, and I want, remember how we went through yad heh vav let us is yad heh vav or the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make mankind in the likeness of our image. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. All right, so uh, Genesis 1.28 says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and, and replenish the earth and subdue it, which, by the way, that's a, that's a great mystery there because it kind of speaks to the fact that uh, – We've been here uh, in in multiple forms. Uh, uh, we were here before. Um, anyway, but re- it says here, let us replenish the earth and um, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth on the earth. All right, so, so I was thinking about that. And last week I sent out an email to everyone about a little study that I did on um, – on First Samuel chapter eight, and uh, that chapter talks about how Israel um, they started looking at all the other nations around them, and they said, "Hey, you know, uh, even though we are a, a theocratic uh, monarchy, um, we want we want to be like all the other nation states. Uh, we instead of having God at our head." What we would like is a man to sit at our head who will then go prosecute all of our you know necessary uh things right we want a representative form of government is what they're really saying and so um he says okay samuel samuel got all upset samuel um um i believe samuel samuel means heard of god and he gets he gets upset and uh i'm going to tell the story and then we'll go back and fill in dot the i's and t's so so then uh, Yah says to Samuel, um, yeah, don't worry about it, Samuel. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. All right? And so you just go tell them what their man is going to be like and the oppression that's going to come down on their heads for choosing a representative style of government. All right? So he goes and tells them, 
And they say, yeah, 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 we hear you, but we still want a man king. We want something that we can perceive. And so uh, it's easy to see. It's easy to, like, point the finger and go, those fools, you know. I mean, wow, you know. But we do it every day, um, you know, when we go to vote and we we become complicit with the system of representative government and we allow ourselves to be um, dominated by a uh, political spirit. When, if we can see each other, if we can see ourselves, quit looking at somebody else, but if we can see ourselves as Eve in the story here, and we can see then that there's two suitors, okay? There's the spiritual, there's the spirit, um, with, I'll say God as Holy Spirit, and then there's the um, political spirit, and that's, you know, man, okay, man's words, and um uh, and so if we look at ourselves as Eve as the soul, and we can see that our soul is being courted by two spirits, and, and let's even go for a little further than that. Let's realize that the political spirit is um, courting us, uh, tempting us through our five senses. And we might even go as far as to say uh, uh, through flesh consciousness. So what you have here is a story of um, the ancient struggle between flesh consciousness and spiritual spiritual path, the spiritual way, the flesh way. So he's saying if you choose uh, to, live your, to live your existence um, in um, making your man king flesh consciousness, in other words, he says, then you're going to be dominated by those, by those five senses. And you know, in another story in uh, in um, uh, Samson, we learn that uh, Samson was made to serve out of the uh, made to serve the five lords of the Philistines, and of course the five lords of the five senses, and his eyes were put out. He lost his great strength when his hair was cut. So his hair, of course, uh, uh, stands for the uh, the spiritual uh, thoughts and ideas, and and when he succumbed to the woman of emotion, Delilah, he lost his great strength. And he took a, as I said, he took a haircut. And um, and then he was made to serve under the five lords of the Philistines. So the, the real story here is man is supposed to stand up and take dominion. And and this dominion is, it says here, over all the earth. But you'll notice that there's a particular order as it as it as it uh, as it's laid out in verse 26. It says dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. All right. So <clears throat> what you're looking at here is dominion over understandings, like the spiritual man. Um, like the the natural progression of things is that man is, is defines himself, you know, holy holy carnal. Yeah, we just got a little feedback here. Yep. Okay. So the natural progression is that at first man is is he finds himself wholly carnal, but as he starts to become more and more spiritual or more and more um, inward perspective, um, then he's no longer uh, dependent upon what his five senses are telling him. He's he's learning now how to how to uh, how to praise learning the spiritual laws he's learning 
how to make the two one in regard to um, his thoughts and his emotions. And he's learning how to bring forth from universal substance um, through prayer. That's why it says, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or yad Hey vav make man, that's the last hey, in the likeness and in our image. So, so you know, as, as this progression um, keeps going now, um, the, the spiritual man, um, in other words, it's, 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 a, it's a maturation. Let's look at it like that. Um, we enter into this way of, of life and being, and, and we, we begin to understand these laws, and we begin to, to work with these laws. And that's the great thing about it is, is he says, test me. Let's see, you know, um, prove it, prove me, prove it to yourself. This is, this is right. You know, you can, you, you, um, you can prove it. So when a man is entering into the spiritual path, he's entering initially into the path of faith. And, and that's why he's given dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. The earth speaks to, um, to flesh consciousness. He's no longer um, bound by the five senses. In other words, St. Paul writes, we walk by faith and not by sight. He, he's picking one of the senses to represent all five. And so um, once, you know, initially uh, faith dominates, okay, because, you know, when you're, when you're coming from a wholly natural uh, perspective, and then you begin to to learn this. Faith has to dominate because you have to have faith that your prayer, whatever you pray, is going to is going to um, happen. And you know, even though you don't have anything to do with with it happening, but you understand now the spiritual laws, and you sit in your uh, your prayer into, until you receive confirmation and peace. And then you have to you have to let it go. You have to have that faith that now. It's going to happen. You just sit back and become the witness, All right? But then there's a there's there's a further maturation, and and that is um, growing into the point where instead of birthing uh, states from faith, we now are going to bring forth out of universal substance with love, and ultimately that's the highest. Love is the coin, if you will. Of, of the heavens, and uh, and as we, I think uh, Neville Goddard uh, said it probably the best way I've ever heard it said. He's like, uh, you know, if you can imagine a mutually beneficial state for all parties involved, then you know that's the you know do unto others as you would have done to yourself. That's the foundation of love, and of course, love also contemplates uh, service to other people in in charity. All right, you know, not even expecting anything in return. But the really interesting thing is, is that when you come to the state of love, where deeds are not being done uh, without, well, let me say it like this right here: deeds are being done without the selfishness of the ego. They are, um, they are just really contemplated the good and the very good. Um, there's a there's a different hierarchy here now where where um, instead of being dominated by um, the flesh ego, um, which contemplates good and bad in the balance, now um, the difference is is that 
the being that comes to the, to that state and that walk is now um, how do I say it? Um, I'm going to say the angels and the spirits bring to this the the hierarchy of beings on the other side bring the good and the very good intuition the good thoughts as they say uh, God is good the devil is you know bad or evil right you just added a D to evil and uh, another O to God and you, right and uh, it should be obvious but for some reason it's not and uh, but anyway the point is is that you know, once you come into the state of of love, where love is the is the bedrock or is the um, the garden or the the soil for which the seed is planted and the the plant grows, um, the intent it's a whole different perspective now. And what I'd like to just get to is that I gave all that for this is that. Uh, there is a universal substance in God. Um, let's call it just substance, but but there's there's being and there's substance. There's love. There's wisdom. These are the the upper hierarchy, the the archetypes in God. And what I'm getting at is that the scriptures tell us, "I have come to give you life and life more abundantly." Um, therefore, we can conclude from that that. There is a universal, all-knowing, all-giving, all-sustaining substance which underlies everything in existence. And and so when he says that it's been given to man to take dominion over all the earth, and then later in verse 28, we have over everything that moveth on the earth, um, what we what we have here is the story of First Samuel chapter eight, is that we the we were duped in a sense where we we were tricked that our five senses tricked us they they're so subtle they came in the central nervous system is the serpent that whispered to our intellect at a young age and said hey this is all there is if you can't prove it through your senses then it doesn't exist, and so we were, we we ate of that fruit, and we we um, as a result we left this holy garden of God in a sense. Um, we didn't really leave it, but it, it's it's a um, it's it's a um, we can never leave it. It's just that our mind makes it real, and if we become so reliant upon our five senses, it's synonymous with uh, putting a man king. And the man king is our own ego, our central ego, which, by the way, we created. Well, not only did we create, but society created it too. Because and think about it. When you were born as a baby, there was no Michael Joseph. There was no Jim Davis. Jim Davis didn't exist, and Michael Joseph didn't exist. Well, mom and dad came along and said, started calling me Michael, and uh and then eventually, so did everyone else. And then all of a sudden, you know, they said this is. They brought me home and said this is your room. And you know, and then eventually, this ego became became into existence and thought, and began to think that it is this flesh existence. It's not. It's just an overlay on it. It's kind of like when you look at uh, the land. And you look at, say, for instance, the United States, and you look at, say, the uh, 
the Federal Reserve System and all these things. These are just overlays. These are just trust systems that overlay the actual land. Right? And the, the point of that is this, is that ultimately um, the, 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 the whole Bible can be reduced down to one parable, and that is the prodigal son. And when we um, chose the path, well, we didn't know any better, and everybody else told us the same thing too. When we chose, chose the path of, um, of carnal existence, we chose the path to, to um, eat from the tree of our um, five senses. We listened to the serpent in the midst of the garden, and this garden is our, our holy temple. Okay, and uh, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and so we we instead of instead of um, um, abiding in a, um, a theocratic monarchy, we decided. See, remember, as within, so without. So as we began to allow ourselves to be ruled by our five senses, so too rises a man who, without to be king over us all. Now remember, as within, so without. And um, and by the way, when selfishness began to rule, so too rises a man without to rule the whole world, a one-world ruler, dictator. I mean, it's just, it has to be. These are the spiritual laws. It has to happen. But it doesn't have to be. And we can we can return back to that holy garden. We can get to the point where, like, I'm tired of eating this hog slop. And we can say, okay, um, we have been given great dominion, and are we going to st- remember uh, in Psalm 82? Um, at the, I think the last verse in Psalm 82 says, "Arise, O God, and rule the earth." It's been given unto man to take dominion over the earth, over his flesh consciousness, and and over the states that uh, that come into his existence. All right, and so when you see this, then you realize that it's been given to man to exercise dominion, and not only dominion, but control, directive control over the states that occupy in a given man's world. And and when he begins to understand this, then he realizes that his prayer has great power and, and that not only... Um, He's not. He's no longer subject to the raging waves and the the howling winds, okay, of doctrine and political whatever's going on outside of you, outside the door. No, 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 no. no. We're going to close and shut our eyes and our ears to that, and we're going to go within. We're not going to be subject to the topsy turvy um, raging waves. All right. So you remember um, Peter. In, you know, he's in his boat, and um, and then Jesus comes walking out on water to him, and he says, "Look, man, step out of the boat, and you too can walk on water." All right. So then, faith, Peter's faith, the boat is the a cannon, a boat's the cannon. So he steps outside of his cannon, and he's able to walk on the water. He's able to uh, to take dominion over the waters as long as he keeps his eyes on Christ, which is a way of saying the spiritual I am, okay, when he keeps his eyes, uh, um, when, his, when, his, when, he, when his eye becomes single in his focus, all of his efforts and everything are single in his focus in regards to his prayer, he walks on water. He's no longer subject to his five senses, all right? And, and that's a story for all of us. So, I mean, this past week, 
Um, I hope that others will come on and share their their great experiences that they've had this past week. But you know, last week we talked about um, went back over again the uh, the the proper way to uh, to pray and the um, and how that works. Um, in a sense, what you're doing when you pray is you're you're taking um, without merit. By the way, you, you it's not like you had to labor for it. But when you pray, you're actually taking from the divine universal substance, and 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 it's there. It'll serve itself right up right up for you. I mean, it's there for your good and your very good. And I learned this past week, and I wanted to just share this off the top. And I, I, all that for this was not only can you do this for yourself, you can do this for anybody. And I had a situation this past week where a friend of mine got really low. I'm talking really low. And um I mean devastatingly low. And and I and I had to fight. I wanted to be a friend and I wanted to be there and help him, but I had to literally fight within myself to not allow him to bring me to his uh to his low level cuz it's kind of like if you if you um, if you if you eat from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, then the center path is always trying to find equilibrium. And if you've ever di- uh, if you've ever been diving before, if you'll know that you can you can turn your head for a split second and turn back and be since you have no benchmark under the, you know under the in the ocean, you. Um, you uh, you can get lost in a New York second. I mean, you literally can look back a half a second, look back, and can be completely lost. And I was diving in the um, in Jamaica one year, and uh, I remember this woman um, I was diving with, my dive partner, and she she got lost and she panicked, and she um, began to rise up really quickly. Well, if you rise up too quickly, you can get something called the bends, and the pain is excruciating. So I totally lost my engineering mind, and I went to grab her, thinking that I had some kind of purchase that I could pull her back down. But when I did that, instead of pulling her down, she pulled me up, and we found an, a, a plane of equilibrium. And the problem was I pulled up way too quickly, trying to keep her from hurting herself. I ended up hurting my, hurting myself, and that's the point. When somebody is drowning in a very, very low frequency of doubt, of despair. You can't allow them. You can be empathetic and you can be sympathetic, but you cannot allow them to bring you down into that very low frequency. You must walk in the in the kingdom of God, and it's your kingdom of God you're walking in. And you can't allow somebody that's very low. So what, what, what can you do for them? Well, you can pray for them, and they don't even have to know you're doing it, all right? And and so that's what I did. And, uh, well, really interesting things happened that day. Um, um, needless to say that this absolute despair of situation, uh, the next day the prayer was absolutely 100% fulfilled in one day, and he went from absolute despair and asking me questions like is it all worth it i don't know if i if i can take this anymore too 
I'm back in the saddle again. Everything's great. And and so I was really glad to see that for him, but I actually was giving more um for me it was it was like okay, um this is what I, like I'm learning lessons about it. I'm like, okay, look, I can actually do this for someone else for their good. And it's like, you know, what do I get out of it? I get the joy of knowing that this works, man, and uh, that I can pull from divine substance and give freely with with a smile on my face. So, so then uh, we went down to the DMV. And by the way, if you have to go to the Department of Motor Vehicles these days, uh, you know, put aside about three hours is all I got to say. All right, if they're even open, all right, because the one downtown was closed. But anyway, so we go to the DMV, and this woman is standing there, and she's just she she had come, you know, and she had spent a couple of hours in line, and she by the way they close the doors, you have to actually feed them the paperwork under under the door in order to do business, give them your phone number, and then they call you back, and then you hand them the cash or whatever you need to do. Uh, so. She's standing in line, and the lady comes back and tells her, oh, um, it's going to be $15 more. Well, she didn't have the money, and she, she didn't have any way to to get money from the ATM. And this woman is flipping out. She's an older woman, and she's just flipping out. And so, you know, here's the thing. God loves a cheerful giver. And, and when you begin to become comfortable with the fact that you can pull forth from divine substance when you need, okay, or even when you don't need, just do it for somebody else. Okay, what is it to me, $15? So I reached into my pocket and gave her $20. And I said, no, I told her, I said, ma'am, if you step over here just for a second, I'll uh, I'll show you how you can take care of this. And she says, well, I don't know how you're going to do it. Uh, you know, this woman says, I, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, 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 I, I work with these people all the time. Let me show you how it's done. And so she steps over. I reached in my wallet and gave her $20 and said, Lord bless you. Now, I did it with absolute no trepidation about, you know, I just walked away from $20. And the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And, and, and I told her, I said, look. I said, do you read the Bible? And she says, yeah. I said, there's a spiritual law in the Bible that goes like this. You know, freely give, and freely you shall receive. And and if you give, then you can pretty much bet there's a promise in the Bible that God says, you know, if you give, it will be returned back to you. And in some cases, a hundredfold. So, all right. So, I gave her 20 bucks. Well, about a half hour after I gave her 20 bucks, uh, $700, no, excuse me, $780 came to my pocket with completely unexpected. I had no idea it was coming. And I was I was just like I was sitting there thinking, this is incredible, you know? I mean, I mean, I just I I just really this woman was in trouble. She she you know, she needed to get something done today, and and so I just didn't even think about myself. I just reached into my pocket and gave it to her. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not telling you this story to say, "Hey, look at me." I'm I'm telling the story tonight to to say, 
um, look at God and and realize that you don't have you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to walk in a in a state of fear today. You don't have to think I've got to be a prepper and I've got to store up all this stuff and be prepared and all this that and the other. You you know how to pray. You have access to unlimited substance. And remember Psalm 91. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend you read it. And in fact, I'm going to just uh, pull it up here. I just want to read a couple of verses from it. Psalm 91. Uh, beautiful psalm. But just a couple of verses. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, Yad-Heh-Vav-Heh, He is my refuge and my fortress, my Elohim and my God. In Him will I confide, or I will trust. And then it says here in, in verse 7, it says, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. All right, so here we are, April the 8th is the Passover. The full moon should be April the 8th. Well, it is here on the 33rd parallel here in North Carolina. But April the 8th or the 9th, depending on where you are, uh, is going to be the full moon. And and look at that. Look at look at the symbols and let's let's just break down the symbols for a second. The sun, the sun of course in the ancient world was a symbol that the priests used for God because we don't give the sun anything, and the sun gives us everything. The sun, S-U-N, gives us light, and it gives us warmth. Now look at the moon. The moon reflects the light of the sun. So the moon, the sun, therefore, is love, and the moon, therefore, is faith. And so here we are. We're coming up on that great day, that Passover day, and and don't get all caught up in the religious thing. Just just understand you, you know how to pray, and uh, and don't get caught up in the, the the allegories and the symbolisms. Just know that every single time you're you have a choice laid before you, is the choice for you to pass over, or for in other words the blood of the lamb, which is the Christ consciousness. Blood is always, we're speaking of nation, of all the nations he made of one blood. We're talking about consciousness. The blood of the lamb is Christ consciousness. That blood had better be on your lintel. It had better be at your headship for the death angel to pass over. Death, what is death then? Death is, you know, frustration or you didn't achieve, right? And and if and if the death angel doesn't find the blood on your door, then, then the blood of the lamb on your door, then he's looking for your blood, Right, and so if you look at that one dollar bill, see they encoded it on the one dollar bill. If you look on George's head, there's an altar. George Washington's head is an altar, and he's the first president, the Alpha. And if you look carefully, he's flanked by an Omega. Okay, and if you fish out of the left side of the boat, then you're in an overlay in in Federal Reserve cities and districts. And if you fish out of the right side of the boat, you're like the widow putting her two mites into the treasury to support the state, all right? All right, all right. so they encoded it right there for us to see. It's in our hand 24-7. Um, but it's more than that because what we're after here, we're after the center path. We're, we, we don't want to um, – we, we want to get to a point where uh, 
look, who, who can deny when you turn on your radio or you turn on your TV or when you go out into society today, let's say you go down to the grocery store or wherever you go, you are being beset by evil and evil sayings and evil doings and just absolute fear. Sin is everywhere, right? And when I say by sin, you know what I mean by that. We're talking about missing the mark. In other words, living um, holy out of your um, flesh consciousness. It's everywhere. And what does it say in Romans chapter 8? I believe in verses 8 through 9, it says that it says the carnal mind, or let's say flesh consciousness, is enmity. And go check out that word. It means hatred. Hatred. It is enmity against God. It says it's not even subject to the law of God. And I used to sit in the pulpit, and the, the preacher would go on and on about all these carnal sins and this, that, and the other. And it, the darn Bible flat out tells you that the carnal mind is not even subject to the law of God. It can't be because the law of God is spiritual. It's not carnal. It's not sensual. All right? So, so and it even, it even continues on. And please go check me out. Romans chapter 8, maybe 7 through 9. You'll see it in there. It says to be carnally minded is death. That's right. Because, and to be spiritually minded is life. And so two paths are set before us. And and as uh, Frost said in his great poem, I chose the road less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And so what I'm saying to you today is I'm giving you sort of a message of hope that, you know, have the courage to to be in the world, but don't be of the world. Don't allow all of the uh, chaos which is swirling around you and all the fear uh, to to dominate your conversation and to dominate your thought. Be like Andy Dufresne walking through the courtyard in the Shawshank. You know, he's just strolling through the courtyard, not a care in his mind, you know. And, you know, it's just chaos around you, but you don't have to be like that. You can be that rock. You can be that uh, the one who stands on the high hill and shines a light and, and gives people hope in a time of distress because, you know, we see a lot of, um, uh, you know, situations going on right now in the flesh in the flesh world where, you know, people are concerned that they're going to lose their jobs and, you know, they won't be able to pay their mortgage and, all sorts of concerns like that, you know, and, and of course, if it, this thing continues on, okay, but that's what I'm talking about. Don't don't allow yourself to be brought down into that low vibrational field. Um, it's like a deep pit. You don't have to you don't have to go there. You you have access to unlimited substance, and you can bring it forth in your life with the with the prayer, you know, anytime, you know. It only takes five, you know, it, it only takes as much time as you need it to take where it is confirmed with peace. For whatever state you immerse yourself, whenever, whenever you confirm it in your emotional body um, as it being done, and in other words, you're living now from that state uh, and is confirmed with peace, it's done. And sometimes it, I mean, Sometimes for me, it takes less than a minute. The peace comes, and I'm done. I'm, uh, I'm, 
it's like, hey, let me get on back to what I was doing. Uh, in other words, at that point, I'm just waiting for the thing to happen. And, um, you know, when I was telling you all at the top about uh, my friend, um, later that day, I went to see him, and I said, um, hey, man, come on, get in the truck. I've I've got a um, – we're going to go see this woman. And, and, and I had to actually stop myself because I thought, man – you're trying to make it happen. You, you, you know, it's, it's the faith that, you know, is the faith is the substance. Faith is the title deed. And what am I doing trying to force these things to happen? Like I'm going to go and sweet talk somebody and, and, and then, you know, oh, it's you, you know, uh, sure, we can give you whatever you want. And, uh, and I was, no, 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 no. So I stepped back and stepped away from it and said, no, no, no. First uh, John chapter three verse nine. Whatever is born of God cannot sin. Why? Because it hits the mark, man. It's the saving state that we need at that time. And and so that's what we did. Just stepped back. And the next day, a call came in, and uh, my buddy called me, and he said, "Man, you ain't gonna believe this." All right. <laughs> I said, "Well, try me," you know. <laughs> And that's the point is, you know, when you go up to the 7-Eleven or the Circle K or whatever the gas station they, it's called in your neck of the woods, uh, be that light. You walk in, you hear all sorts of conversation. The sum of all fears, as Tom Clancy said, you know, you'll hear everything under the sun. And you just be that light and say, hey, man, it's a great day. The sun is shining. It's 85 degrees outside with a cool breeze. How could it be? Any- <laughs> it's great. And uh, so anyway, I'm on a, I want to just step back here for a second, and I just wanted to see if uh, if anybody else had anything they wanted to share here, in, in you know blessings that happened to them this coming this this past week, and or did anybody have any questions or comments? <coughs> well, let me unmute it and see you, okay, brother? Just one moment. Okay. You there, Gil? Hey, how are you? Yeah. Hey, Gil. Hey, MJ. Um, I I mean, I didn't plan too much on participating. I was just here to listen. Um, But pretty cool thing was uh, there's an older gentleman that I had met um, probably about a year ago. um, (laughs) I had lost his, uh, his number. And uh, and I and I was like, oh man, you know, it'd be really nice to hear from from this from this fella. And I just kind of thought about him for a little bit, you know, kind of pictured his voice, you know, uh, you know, hearing him call me. And he ca- he called me this morning, eight <laughs> thirty. So <laughs> I um I I don't know, just just thought that's kind of cool, and it's it's cool to see little things like that work. It's not um well, it's a it's a it's a prayer. And it was uh, the desire, um, desired state uh, made itself uh, appear. Um, so it's just as simple as wanting someone to call you. It, it happened. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, man. I mean, it says in the scripture, Christ became our Passover. So you passed over. You don't have to wait for Passover. It happens every single day at every decision decision mode. And, and now... By the way, don't you look at it a lot differently now? Like, 
somebody else looking in on that, hearing that story would say, oh, man, that was just circumstance or, you know, that's just – what are you what are you talking about? But right, it, it starts to really happen more and more and more in your life. Um, I had a guy tell me this past week, um, he's like, man, um, you, you're just – you're just luckier. You you you're just lucky. It, it happens to you, but it doesn't it doesn't happen for me. And I'm like, no, mm. no, man. It happens for everybody. It, it's it's all the same. There, no one is any better, or you know, I'm no better than you. You you can do this too, man. You know, I'm not lucky. This is just, I just have an understanding here, and I'm I'm exercising it. Yes. But you know what's so great is like, you know that story, I've said this numerous times where, you know, the Israel was at war and Moses is standing there and Joshua and Caleb are holding his hands up. And while they hold his hands up, you know, touchdown, they win, right? But when he, they let his hands go down, they begin to lose. And what I see in that is if something happens to you or me that's like devastating – you know, it, it can really knock us off our horse pretty, pretty good, you know, and yes. we need each other. We need, we need that brother or that sister who, who, um, who is strong in the Lord to step up and hold our hands up to pray for us, you know, to, to, to agree with us that we have our great good health or, or our a restoration of prosperity or whatever we need, right? There's, Universal substance there, and um, you know what's interesting is I was sitting there taking some vitamin C um, yesterday, and I looked down at the brand, and it was um, by a company called Horbach, and I can remember on a you know promoting Horbach vitamin C, and I thought to myself today as I was sitting there taking this vitamin C. What moved me in my subconscious mind to promote Horback vitamin C? You know what I mean? Something moved me, and I was totally unaware that I was actually being used. But more than likely, somebody somewhere had, had issued a prayer that, you know, more that they would sell all their vitamin C or something, you know. And here I am <laughs> oh, promoting, yeah. promoting it for them and not even being consciously aware. I thought I was just helping people find a good source, you know. But when you go back and you break it down fundamentally, what was what was causing me to tell other people, you know, hey, here here's a good thing to look at, you know. Why don't you go buy it from these guys, you know. <laughs> it, it, just, it just goes to show that if – if it takes five people to move for your prayer to move, they're going to move for your prayer to happen. They're going to move. If it takes a billion people to move, all billion will move. There's nothing impossible yes. with God, you know. I love yeah, how man. Bible says God plays all the parts. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And and we we uh, you know we have to stand you know and and in, in um um. Psalms 82, arise, O God, and, ju- and judge the earth. And we, we then, when we do this, we, we, we in a sense, like, you know, you know the, um, the, um, in, in the book of Genesis, it talks about how they ate the fruit of this tree, right? Well, I, w- I would like you to do, do me a favor 
And and one day when you get a little time, go look at the roots of the word tree, and you'll find the the, the first is ats a t e s. But you're going to find eventually you're going to get to atosh. Atosh is one. I think it's the sec, the first or second root. I think it's the second root. Atosh, and it means to properly close the eyes. But which eye? But which eyes? And and right. see when you take when you're eating of the fruit of um, indecision um, through flesh consciousness, you you are properly closing the spiritual eyes. Then you're as you're being dominated by the serpent in the midst of the garden, which is the uh, the central nervous system. All right. Right. And and when you go check me out, I think it's Hebrew uh, word six zero nine five. In fact, you know what? I'll, I'll do it. I got it right here in front of me. Hebrews 6095. 6095, which is a um which is a root word of um uh, of tree. 6095, it comes from tree. It it's atsa. It's atsa. And listen, listen to this. It's um Properly to fasten, to make firm, that is to close the eyes shut. All right, so in its third root, it's to close the eyes shut. And let's go look at, uh, I'm, I'm looking at um, 6094, which is Atzabeth, which is to form an idol, all right, and it means to sorrow or to wound, all right, and, and you think about that. When we, when we, look with our eyes outwardly and we uh, make an image of the things that we perceive and I the, um, the Hebrew word is ayin and what it what it's specifically referring to is a tree of perception all right and when we when we bring in all this external external um, um, uh, stimulus right and when we make our decisions based on this external stimulus to the to the rationally minded world, well, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Let's get it in all the mm-hmm. information, and then we'll sit around the table and we'll mull it over, and we'll uh, figure out which way we're going to go. Then, right? Perfect sense. My engineering mind—I mean, how can you go wrong with saying there's a problem there, right? But right. look at where look at what that's brought the world to. Look at you know. There's great things that engineers and doctors have done for the world, scientists, right? But um, spiritually speaking, um, does it seem like that there is selfishness dominating, greed, lust, or is there, you know, I mean, it, look at just look at where the world is today, and we can clearly see the eyes have been made shut. Um, what I'm looking for is um, when you look at uh, six zero nine seven, the the word is um timber or trees it's uh all right so what i'm trying to get to is is uh i can't remember what root it is i I was looking for it it's it's a root word of tree and it and it literally means um well here six zero nine one is image and idol right so in other words just exactly what we were saying right um and then uh, 6092, it's also um, connected to ATES. It's um, a hired workman or labor. And remember what it was said of Adam? 
when he was uh, kicked out of the garden, he says, you're going to get your food by the sweat of your brow. And it said to Eve, the soul, the intellect, you are going to bring forth your children in labor. All right, so we're talking about if we're going to be dominated by the, by our man king or our uh, our five cents, uh, you know, our five senses, um, then we're going to have to work hard to bring about these states. We're going to have to work our reason, and and you you can't know. You can only take the the, the best information that you've got and try to make the best decision. Rarely in life, in business or otherwise, do you actually have true knowledge to say. All right, if we take this path, we're going to be okay. You know, right? But yes, but in spirit, it's different. We don't have to bring forth our states by the uh, the, the sweat of our brow. And if we look at uh, Hebrew six zero nine three, it literally is um, um, worried worrisomeness. That is to labor or to pain, to sorrow and toil. You know, mm-hmm. so. What I was looking for, and I can't, I can't find it um, right now, right off the top. But what I was looking for is when you one of these words in here. Oh, here it is, six zero nine six. Here it is, six zero nine six coming from six zero nine five. Properly, the spine. Remember, I told you it was the central nervous system. Properly, the spine. That tree that that people are eating from. The tree that he said, the tree of the. Knowledge of good and evil is your spine, has given firmness to the body, your backbone. And and we're talking about the central nervous system through the five senses. And it's, it's fun. I'm sorry. It's funny. It's funny you say by the sweat of your brow because, you know, my first instinct was um, to call someone that knows someone that kn- might have the phone number to this older gentleman who lives by himself. I just wanted to check up on him, see how he's doing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that would have been the sweat of my brow, you know, me calling Peter and then he would call Paul and he would try to see if he still has, you know, his num- that guy's number I was trying to get a hold of. But instead I just, I know that guy has my number, you know, the guy I wanted to get a hold of. And instead I just, I just saw the end of, of being happy. He called me, you know? And uh, that's the two paths, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's having the courage. Well, not only that, not only just courage, but um, how do I say it? Okay, let me say it like this right here. Um, through experience, you have now learned that um, that you don't just jump on your your uh, your first fleshly inclinations. Uh, you, you know what I mean? You, in the, it's yes. like anything else with the subconscious mind. It's it's the habit forming mind, and the more you do it, the more you your your way of of living is is going to change from that which is being dictated. For instance, like okay, tomorrow, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, most of the world around around you know my neck of the woods, they're not going to work. They're sitting at home. Well, not me. Right. I'm going to work. Right. You know, I mean, why should I figure there's no address for this thing here? And if it, you know, look, here's the thing. Let me let me tell you something. My dad was a doctor, and I have plenty of friends that are doctors. And here's the flat-out facts. If you have problems, 
uh, touching your face, right? Just wash your hands, man. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. I mean, you can pretty much guarantee you won't get sick if you keep your hands from your face, all right? And, right. and but a lot of people they, they <laughs> and if you're going to eat something, you know, I mean, all right, you wash your hands, man, and you know, because ninety-five percent to you know ninety-five plus percent of of how you how you would even get sick is just bringing your hands up to your face. All right, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so you can knock out, you know, close to ninety-nine percent um, chance of getting this thing just by keeping your hands away from your face. And uh, and but here's the thing: that's physical. Again, that's a crutch. Um, if this divine infant, which is growing in you, okay, this divine, beautiful, uh, everlasting, joy-filled body, which is which is in you, there is a divine alchemist building this within you. All right. If it's at work, you can't get sick. Sickness is a function of bottled up emotions. Sickness is a function of um of stinking thinking, so to speak, right? It just is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you think about it when when you when you really kind of get down to the brass nuts of it and you realize and you really have to stop and just really think about things for a while before you can get to this, but the universe is mental and all is mind. And because God is spirit and spirit is unlimited mind okay so um that's the case any anything any sickness or anything like that it has to exist in as within so without it has to exist in the subconscious mind of man now you you got a pretty good idea of why social media as well as um, other media outlets are putting it in your head 24 7 you know beware the boogeyman the, the covid whatever it's called, 15 or what is it? Well, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Right. All right. And, and, uh, but, you know, we read in, um, in um, Psalms 91, you know, a thousand can fall by the left and 10,000 by the right. It shall not come nigh unto thee. And so you can walk mm-hmm. with absolute courage and absolute, you know, steadfastness and uprightness swiftness and uprightness you know wherever you go knowing hey i can be a light a light of hope to whoever i touch today you know so it's like you walk out the door the sun is shining you know old bob marley he said the sun is shining yava the rainbow wants you to know that you're a rainbow too right and then he says to the rescue here i am Yava to the rescue. Yep, and and you got that peace. You got that peace on you, man. And and believe me, yeah. I'll tell you, people can sense that peace. Yeah. Right. I'm in accord with that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, I think um, I challenged the, everybody on the call to you know keep your eyes open this coming week and. Um, See if you can find somebody in your life that crosses your path that you can work for them. You know, they don't they don't have to have any relationship with you, but you know, you'll see them. You'll see them out there in in uh, desperate states of uh, need, and um, do it for them. You know what I mean? See what you can do for them. 
and or see what God can do for them. But you just be the uh, the instrument of faith through which uh, you know God as the Holy Spirit will um, will act. Right? That's beautiful. I agree. Everyone should be uh, stepping up in that way. That's how we change more than just ourselves. Amen. Exactly. You know, but but I just I just really. Um, be on the look for it. Be on. Be on. This coming week, I challenge everybody. Just be on the lookout for it. And uh, I think that uh, I think if we just walk out our doors, I mean, this is just me, um, you know, philosophizing now. But I think if we just walk out our doors and we we were actively looking for who can who can you know who can God bless today? Who, in other words, I read something one time, and this this is my perspective on this is that um, I was reading a writing that was done by Emanuel uh, Swedenborg and he said that it was given to him to see the nature of um, of how people worked and um, and so he realized that you know if man is in his unregenerate state and he's in his um, carnal state of development then he thinks that when he steps out and does work, these are his thoughts. He's gathered his thoughts, and he has um, he's moving on. You know, whatever he had first in mind. Now he's going to go ahead and bring it into into. Uh, and it's all it's all his. It's all his work. But the further along you go inward, the further inward you go. How about that? You start to realize. No, this thought that I just had for this other human being, that's God's love acting in and through me. And I couldn't do anything except that God understands. When I say understand, I mean stands under, is the um, is the sustaining life force. It's the love and life of God which flows through me, which allows me to do anything for you. And so when I come to that perspective, then whatever I do, understanding that I couldn't even do this except that it's God's love flowing through me, then I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And so if I'm going to pray for you, hey, why not make you a billionaire? You know what I'm saying? Give (laughs) give you everything. You know, I mean, you know, what would make you happy, brother? You know what I'm saying? And just you know, in other words, call me up and say, "Hey, man, I really thought about it, and I just need another brother to uh, to confirm this." And you know what I mean by brother, brother, sister. You know what I'm saying. Yep. I just know yep. gender here. Um, mm-hmm. Just confirm it. Where are the two or more gathered in my name? You know, I am Yah, right? And uh, I am Eiyasha. Yeah, I am that I am, and there I am also. So, so. Can you get down? Can you can you put on my vision? Can you see me uh, obtaining to that which I desire? And can we both come to the sense that I have it? And like for instance, uh, a lady called me this past week, and she she um, she had received all this new information, and she asked me. She said, "I've been praying that." I would be given the um, ability to absorb all this information and then also to elucidate it in a way that, uh, you know, the listener could say, 
you know, yeah, I understand that, that kind of thing, right? Break it down to simplistic form. And right. I said, okay, that's, you, you've received the piece of that in your prayer? And she says, yes. I said, okay, well, just give me a minute here. And then I said, all right, it's done. So um, I said, so I'm just waiting for you to give me a call and explain it to me. <laughs> right? Right. right. The only right. thing I'm doing is waiting for her to call me and say, "Okay, this is what I learned." <laughs> right. And and uh, you know, so what did you want? And I think that's the that's the point is that when you walk through the two the two metaphysical pillars, Yakin and Boaz, like we talked about last week, you know, upright and swiftness, uh, you know, the unity of uh, really, if you think about it, of love and faith. Uh, it's a marriage in a sense. You're met at the door of the temple by the Holy Spirit, and ye are the temple of God. And so, you know, you look at, like, for instance, in the Masonic traditions, they have a black and white checkered floor. That's Yakin and Boaz. That's the first step. That's the first step of of living. You have to walk up onto that porch, walk through those pillars, and o- throw open the doors. And you're met at the door by the Holy Spirit. You know what did he say? Yea, I stand at the door and knock, and he that asketh, he that seeketh, he that knocketh, uh, I and the Father will come in and sup with him. Right? And so it's like Jim sent out something this past week, which was great. Um, it was about a 15-minute, maybe, something on the Gospel of Thomas. Uh, Greg Braden had put together um, a study on the Gospel of Thomas in regard to, um, you know, it, and it's it's great because what it did is it really just gave us more. Um, it, it's like that diamond that Jim talks about. It gave us it. You're just or like the you know in the scripture it talks about the cube, uh, which is in um, the Book of Revelations. It stood twelve thousand by twelve thousand by twelve thousand, right? And really mm-hmm. that cube. What it really is saying is no matter what, what side you turn it, it's truth. It's absolute truth. Right? That's why New Jerusalem descendeth from above and and you know, you get a new heaven and a new earth, a new paradigm. And uh and so, you know, what was really good about this particular study is it talked about the language of um of this universal substance, this universal being, it's heart language. It's it's uh, it's not it's not a um, uh, cognitive. It's uh, how, how do I say it? It's not like spoken language. It's it's that which you sure. feel. And and, um, and you know when we learned how to pray, we have to bring in our feelings, right? We have to bring in our emotions. And mm-hmm. you know, I was reminded this past week of the scripture, um, be angry and sin not. So what it's saying here is don't bottle up your emotions. You know, if, if you're angry, be angry, but don't, don't be angry to the point of sin where you're, you're actually creating a negative space for yourself, a a, a negative state. Um, and I think that's where a lot of, um, disease comes from as we, um, we bottle up, anger or we just um throttle it into our body and, and i don't know if, if you become if you start to become very aware like if, when i'm angry where do i feel it in my body right when i'm happy where do i feel that right and uh 
you become very aware of these these different places where the emotions are swirling in your body. Um, I like what uh, I'm not sure if Greg had said this or or someone else has said to me this past week. Um, just laugh. I mean, literally, just laugh. You'd be amazed what laughter can do for you. You know, if you really want to raise your state, just start laughing and just you know, even if you don't have anything to laugh about, just start laughing. And eventually, you know, it just brings you out of whatever you know, pit you're in, and it, it brings you back up into this joy-filled uh, um, state. And, uh, yeah, man, then you can, you know, you can use that joy. You can use this um, higher vibration to, uh, to put in that prayer because it's really freaking hard to put in a prayer of, uh, of revision uh you know, when you're in a very, very low state, uh, you know? I agree. It's yeah. funny, um, it's funny, my, uh, you know, a friend of mine, I haven't seen him in a little while because we moved away uh, from the neighborhood we were in, and, you know, he had texted me to just kind of see how we were doing, and he was telling me that his wife, <clears throat> you know, is real anxious and has anxiety and, you know, <clears throat> um, she's not doing really good because she's really worried about, you know, what's out there. Right. And, uh, yep. and I said, and, and, and they have a daughter named faith. <laughs> and uh, I oh, said, wow. you, you know, you live with faith every day, but we forget, you know, what it really means. I said, just, just have your wife go and, and, and revisit what, what faith means, you know, and, uh, and all that anxiety will, will, will kind of slide away. And, you know, he, he had, kind of thanks me for it but it's funny because it's all around us but what i'm trying to say is you know we're aware of it but we're not aware of it if that makes sense you know um yeah yeah it's it's just we like we walk right by it and we forget that you know we have it's right in our home you know every day so you know it's there to be reminded and we just we just i don't know sometimes we walk asleep you know and we kind of forget about what what the name or the nature of something is. I remember I am is to be aware and it's unlimited potential in awareness. And, you know, when we, like with anything else in the subconscious mind, since it's a habit forming mind, if you, you know, what I've taken to doing when I wake up in the morning is I, I literally get up and I tell myself, I objectively tell myself, pay attention you know, pay attention today, you know, in, with the little things. Take notice and pay attention. Don't, don't go on autopilot. It's so easy, man, to slip into autopilot into, you know, well, I've got to go to work, and I'll sit here, and I'll do my designs, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, things happen, and they just go right past us. And, you know, I'm reminded upon about the uh, the Good Samaritan, you know. The Good Samaritan saw this one beaten by the side of the road and stopped and said, how can I help you, man? And not only am I going to help you, I'm going to take you the extra mile. I'm going to make sure you're all right, you know. And uh, you think about the Good Samaritan in that story, and you realize that the one that – remember, the, do you know the story, Gil, or do you know the story about the Good Samaritan? Well, he asked him, well, um, well, let's hear it. I'm sure it's good for me and everyone well, else. <laughs> you know, basically, this guy's beaten, left on the side of the road, and, and the, the muckety ducks from downtown, you know, you know, the priests and their 
fancy garbs, this, that, and the other. They walk right past him. They're busy. They got stuff to do, money to make, and ties to collect, right? They got service. They're serving the Lord, and they're too busy to stop and help somebody that's in the ditch, right? So mm-hmm. they go on by, and then this fella who, uh, he comes by. Um, I, I don't know the whole thing myself, but I know generally. He comes by, and he looks on him, has compassion. He, he gets him up, and he takes him down to the to the inn, and he says, uh, uh, put it on my tab, and, and, and if he has anything extra, I'll pay you. you know, don't worry about it. Put it on my tab, right? Well, it's easy to think about this as in, you know, <clears throat> um, different men and their day-to-day um, activities. But I would challenge you to, to look at this parable a different way. Uh, the, the one who was beaten and left for dead on the side of the road is the Holy Spirit. You see? And we, we have to have the awareness. We have to say, okay, am I being dominated with, by, by my five senses here? Or, you know, am, am I, you know, I have to turn. It's my choice. I, it, you know, that's the thing. It's my choice. Every single one of us have the choice. He says, "Behold, I put before you this day life and death." And then, and then, as if pleading, Moses says, "Choose life." You know, <laughs> choose, mm-hmm. please. You know, and uh, and every single one of us have that choice every single day. But if we live our life, you know, on autopilot, cruising through the day, then you know. Just on the subconscious models and forces that are just running back in the background, we may just choose death because that's what we're used to doing. We're choosing to make our decisions based on, you know, the fact that some clown came on the news today and said, hey, the stock market's falling 10,000 points. You know, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) I'm going to go into my prayer closet. And uh, and see myself in great uh, prosperity and wealth. What do I give a damn about the stock market falling ten thousand points? You know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Good stuff, brother. Yeah, yeah. It really is, and and I'm really seeing like people all over are are. I mean, my phone is starting to really ring these days. Uh, um. Tomorrow, I've been asked to go on. A, no, excuse me. Tuesday night, I've been asked to go on a um, um, nationwide podcast and discuss what it means to be a good dad. You know, and this kind of came at me out of the blue. I'm thinking, why am I being asked this? You know, and uh, you know, the guy doesn't even know me, but you know, there's, he has a friend. It turns out that uh, is is a good friend of his, and so he asked me to come on the show. But, uh, you know, and I'm just saying that you're going to find in your life, and I'm talking you to you, the listener, is that um, when you begin to walk in this peace, people will seek you out, and they will ask you, what do you think? And, and you'll, you'll say to yourself at first, you'll say, I knew better than you. What do you mean, what do I think? What do I have that you don't have? I mean, you know, come on, use your own brain. What do you mean, what do I think? They're not seeking you out for your knowledge. They're seeking you out for your peace. What? How do you have peace in, in the fact that uh, 
you know, in the middle of the storm. You're, you you seem to be in the eye, and we're in the outer part of the hurricane. You know, how do you walk in total peace? What's going on here? What do you have that we don't? Right? And there's your opportunity. That's where St. Paul said, brothers, pray that a door of utterance might open. And uh, and when that door opens, man, it's it's uh, do as the master did. Don't make any claims. Don't come at them and say, well, this is how it is. Because their rational mind will rear up against you as Goliath, okay? They'll be like, okay, <laughs> right, fool. Remember, the scripture says God chose the weak things of the world to con- to con- um, to confuse the wise, the wise of the world. And the wisdom of this world is nothing compared to the wisdom of God. As, or it says the wisdom of God is foolishness to the wisdom of the world. Right? So they're not calling you to say, hey, you know, everything's collapsing and what do you think we should do? That's not what they want. You know, um, I had a friend of mine tell me the other day, he said he used to run an IT, uh, he, he ran an IT business and took care of all the IT for a college here local. And he said when he would get calls, he would train his people to go to the calls with this philosophy. Don't go to the call thinking that you need to tell them, oh, it's your printer, we just need to change out this cartridge, blah, 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 blah. They don't give a damn. It's your job. Do what you do. Okay, and what they want, what you go to the job is, you need to give them the confidence. You need to set them at ease. You're not fixing a a printer problem. You're fixing a people problem. And you go to the job, and you 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 put them at ease, and go, hey, you know, help has arrived. You know, (laughs) you you just relax. We'll have you up and running here in no time. All right, and so. You know, and and if you think about it, the emotional side of us, uh, which in the in the biblical allegory um, speaks to the, the feminine side, our emotional side, we just really want to be told it's all right. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. You don't have nothing to worry about. You you're rolling with the big dog now. I mean, you're rolling with God now. What are you talking about? You know, and so. <laughs> What you worried about, man, you know? <laughs> and, right. and it's hard because those five senses bark at you, man. And they're like, are you sure? It just sounds like we got a bigger dog out here, you know? <laughs> you know? But it's not. It's not. And you can have your heart's desire. And even when the world is, is melting all around you, uh, think about it like this. Think about it like this. And I think this is what gives me peace. Um, Patchouli said it to me like this. She says, um, today is a day of great testing. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of people who say, Lord, Lord, but we did all this, that, the other. But, see, they're Christian in name only. Okay? And we're going to get, we're going to weed out the Christians in name only, and we're going to find out who are the ones who actually know their God. And, uh, you know, in other words, isn't it um, interesting, like the analogy of purging silver? Like when you turn up the heat, uh, the dross floats up to the top, and you you can skim the dross off off the silver, and you're just left with pure silver. 
and, and here we are at a time where the heat's being turned up, and and we're gonna we're gonna see about this dross, and we're gonna get rid of it, and we're gonna purify. The scripture said, "I will purify the sons of Levi," and and you know, "Thou shalt be." What is it said in Hosea? Uh, what is it? Uh, six no, four six. It says, "Because thou hast rejected my law, thou shalt be no priest unto me." So. We don't reject the law, do we? we? We uphold the law to the best of our abilities. And that is the peace that the world needs right now. That's the light that the world is, is needing. And so just as in the past calls we talked about, what's the greatest thing that you could do? What's the best thing you could do right now? Well, go in and do that inner work and uh, work on yep. yourself. That's the best thing you can do. Right. Yeah, and in reality, like Gil, if you came to me and you asked me, you know, I got such and such problem, this, that, and the other, the honest to God truth, what do I know anything about your business? You know, yeah, you got this problem in business, and I know, and I got a little bit of experience in the world. I'm fifty, fifty, you know, one years old. You know, but what do I know about your business, and what do I know about your life? How, how am I going to save you? I can't save you. Accept that. I can pray for you. I can pray for you without you even knowing I'm, I can pray for you. God saves, but, but, and this is, this is where I, I bring it back full circle. Where did the thought enter in my mind to even pray for you, to, to even pray for you? And, and we know where it came from. It came from the administration of the Lord's kingdom. And that angel, that, ang- that angle of light and love came to, came to me to pray for you. And 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 how about you know you you want a new car too you know <laughs> I mean what do you need man you know let's make sure you get double all right <laughs> all right all right Except. I just I, I just just um, want people to really you know you got to speak with a, a confidence about this man you know. You got to get to the point, and you can't really sp- begin to speak with the confidence until you actually begin to to do this and begin to see that this is for real. This is this is the uh, this is the real deal, so to speak. The other is just an illusion. What we're talking about is the truth, man. You know, absolute truth. So, yeah, well, man. By faith, man. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Um, I was reading this past week. Um, you know where I had moments last night, man. I've, I've been working at the house. Kimmy's got me out there doing uh, power washing the house, and uh, I tell you, man, if you don't have the right tools to power wash a house, I mean, if you got to scrub those walls with the scrubber, walls twenty-five. You know, you got to get on a ladder to reach them, man. That's some hard work in the sun, man. And, uh, oh, man, I sore. Well, I didn't sleep at all last night. I was sitting up there 3 o'clock wide awake, and uh, I broke open um, Unveiled Mysteries by, um, you know, the um, St. Germain, um, I think it's mm-hmm. Volume 1. Yeah. And uh, just just fantastic stuff. That's where the thought came to me, that, you know, before starting this call came from, just talking about, you know, we too can learn to pull from um, 
from divine substance. And it's our birthright. You know, now all of a sudden the story of Jacob and Esau makes perfect sense. They're twins, just like the divine the, the divine twin is within us. Esau's a man of the field. He's he's ruddy, he's fleshly. He's a man after the flesh. Well, okay, that's my first estate. That's my that's my ego dealing with flesh consciousness. And Jacob's a man of the tent. Paul's a tent maker. He he's he's the man of the house, a tent, a beth. He's, in other words, Bethel, Beth the tent, the house of God. So he mm-hmm. he is the spiritual man. Well, who gets the, who gets the um the blessing? Uh, Esau or Jacob? Well, Jacob gets the blessing. The spiritual man gets the blessing. But here's the interesting thing: as you progress in your path. Um, where you first started out completely ruddy, completely natural, right? In other words, man, Isaac, Isaac is you. Isaac is that old man that's that uh, you know deaf and blind. Okay, I mean, he's not mm-hmm. deaf, he's blind, right? He can't see. Right. And and so he likes that tasty venison that Esau brings in from the field. I mean, don't you like to eat tasty food? <laughs> don't you enjoy your senses? <laughs> it gives you a rich life, right? And you know, hey man, we enjoy this. You know, I mean, yeah, all right, all right. But um, but it's not until not until they have the the there's something that happens in their world where the status quo changes, and there's there's this hunger that sweeps this drought that sweeps over the land. Well, is there not a drought right now sweeping over the land? I mean, it's not a physical drought, but come on, man, people are out of work. Right there's a drought swept over the face of the land right now, right? And the drought is not for bread and water; it's for hearing the words of God. Amos chapter eight verse eleven. All right, mm-hmm. right? with hearing it, not just hearing it, but but understanding it, right? And so, uh, it, so Judah, who um, who's who's your spirit? Judah holds the scepter. Judah is your spirit. It's it's the it's the aspect of you um, related to praise, right? Worship, and uh, uh, he says to to Isaac, Isaac is the, the being. Isaac represents you. He comes to you, the the aspect of you, which is spirit, comes to you and says, "Listen, this guy down here in Egypt, all right? He he says, uh, yeah, it's all right that we we went down to see him and everything, but we want the boy. Bring us the boy." And and the boy is your true self. The boy is Ben Benjamin, the son of my right hand. That's your true self. Yeah. And so uh, Isaac says, uh, "Not the boy, you know, anything but the boy, you know." And and Judah says, uh, "Your spirit says, look, I'll stand surety for him." Okay. So he says at that point, Isaac says, "All right, we're all in." We're going to Egypt, and that's the point. It's like, um, you know, you have to get to a point where you're all in. This is this is a way of life. We're not no longer going to stand with one foot on one side of the fence and the other on. That's how you lose your balls, man. You know, you you got to go all in. You know, and uh, you know, and when he goes all in, instead of going down to Egypt in fear. They went all in. They went down there, and they and they, and they they found their salvation. And and when the world was going to hell, the Pharaoh, uh, by and through, uh, Joseph, uh, puts them over and go, puts them over in Goshen, and they live happy, content lives. All right, and the rest of the world is just starving. 
Okay. So, so here's here's the thing. If you want to find out what's going on today, go read Genesis chapter 47. Seriously, go read Genesis 47. You'd be amazed. Be absolutely amazed. And look what the look what the um, um, the vice Roy, I guess you would call him, uh, Joseph. See, Joseph is the uh, he's basically in command over Pharaoh, but he's 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 Pharaoh to the kingdom, but he's. Uh, it, but he's not greater than Pharaoh in in the throne, right? So he runs all of Pharaoh's affairs, and so people are coming to the coming to to Joseph, and they're saying, "Look, um, um, let's trade. I, I, here we got money at first. Let's trade that for grain, okay?" So he says, "Okay, great." And then eventually, um, then they come in and they give all their livestock and everything and for grain. And then eventually they have to sell themselves into slavery and into bondage for grain, right? And Joseph says to them, he doesn't say if money fails. He says when money fails, okay? And that's why the pastors, the, the old pastors, at least the ones that were worth their weight in salt, or as they used to say, um, the ones that know the Bible know that money there's nothing you can take into the day of testing. You think money can save you? You think your food that you got stockpiled can save you? Nothing can save you. If you don't know your God, then you're going to be in some hot damn water, man, because it's just it's it, this is a way of life. And in you know, it's an individual testing. There's no such thing as group salvation. So so it's now is the time. What does the book of Hebrews tell us? It says, now is the day if you can hear his voice. Right? And so there's only the eternal now, and there's only the eternal walking in the, in, with the awareness of complete – when you walk down the road tomorrow or you, you get up, you've got to go do the little things that you do before you go to your, your calls, wherever you, whatever you do. Pay attention to people that cross your path. See if there's somebody sitting over there in the corner that really needs your help. You know, you be you be surprised. They're everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Right. And uh, I agree. Yeah, man. If you just start looking, they're everywhere. <clears throat> they're everywhere. So, uh, I think it's a great it's a great challenge. It's a great challenge. Um. What you're what you're saying. Um, most people just think of themselves and uh, and not of other people, and uh, we're all in this together. Yes, sir. That's right. There's only there's only one body. There's only uh, um, how do you say it? There's only one king, and and a king has a dominion, and that dominion is his body. All estates flow from the throne. So the king is the titular head of the kingdom, and so, so you're only looking at um, what the mystics call the Adam Cadman, or there's only we. There's just one body. It's just God, and and that we uh, live, move, and have our being in God. And just as God is constituted as one body, in our understanding, we can look at our own bodies, and we go to. What's the license by which we can do that? Well, it's in the Book of Romans, chapter two. I can't quote the verse, but it says we can know the things of the Godhead by looking at the things created. 
and we start to realize that when we look at our own bodies, we have the white blood cells, red blood cells, and God knows how many other cells. I don't know. You know, I'm not a doctor, but each one of those cells, in a sense, constitutes a a um, a microcosm of another living entity. In a sense, if you want to look at it like this, that white blood cell that's in my body, for instance, symbolizes that um, me in the body of God. You see what I'm saying? We live, move, and have our being in God, and we see from the scriptures, I, I know my thoughts concerning you. So then when we look at thoughts, um, thoughts are the... Um, the dynamic side of things. The thought is the thing that gets the thing moving, right? We can develop the emotion around the thought, but the thought's the thing that's the dynamic side. So then the thought is male, and the emotion is going to be female, right? That that nurtures and receives the thought, and how do I feel about that, right? right? And so, um, you know, when we look at sex, for instance, uh, um, what I'll call cosmic sex, you know, now all of a sudden the thought is like the sperm in analogy, and the the um, the emotion is like the egg, and and we have to we have to sit in that you know that that heart field if you will, because it, it really is like it's it's generating its own, um, for lack of a better um, term, electromagnetic field energy. Um, like, haven't you ever met anybody before in your life that propagated such peace that when you were in their presence, you just didn't want to leave their presence? You just, I mean, it was like no words were spoken, no words need be spoken. Or, for instance, you met someone like like Jim was saying at the top of the show, and you met your sweetheart, you know, the one you married. I mean, why did you marry her? I mean, didn't you? I mean, you could say ten thousand words to her, but you know. That's all great, but I mean, you could sit with each other and hold each other's hand and not say one word, and that's that's better than ten thousand, you know. I mean, it's a different like, language. Like they're like a little, right? It's more. They feel like they radiate like the sun, like warmth and love and light and life. You know what I mean? So it just feels good to be around them, you know. And you want that's right that too, you know. When like I mean, he was I would also, say my, my, go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you're well, fine. Well, what I was saying, it, like he was talking about that, Mike and I was talking about earlier, about when you're with that person that you met and she become your wife, like he said, there was no words to be said. I mean, your your thoughts and your heart were consumed together. At, just at the, you know, just at the presence of her and looking at her, everything about her was, you know, how can I say, triple A prime choice, so to speak. I mm-hmm. mean, it's everything. Oh yeah, every everything you wanted and could even conceive of, and that's what even in the Book of Thomas was saying, when thought and feeling become one. You could say to the mountain, move away, and it literally has to obey you. In other words, our desires, just like the desire we had for our wives and stuff before they became our wives, everything about them infatuated us and, I mean, just consumed us. 
and enveloped us. And uh, that's the way, I mean, it could be a car, it could be children if you want them or whatever the case may be. If you can put that thought and that feeling just like that in a sense, just like that, and let it envelop you and, you know, consume it when you keep it before your mind's eye and your heart it will manifest it will literally it will rush to you a lot faster mm-hmm. and that's that's what the scriptures are telling us if we walk in those true laws i mean you talk about being in heaven 24 7 dude I mean, it is just like that. You'll literally be able to walk on water. you be able to heal the people like the scripture. He says, see these works that I do. You can do this and even greater things than these. I mean, if we just, like he says, of myself, I could do nothing except what I see the Father do. The consciousness, the thoughts that come forth into our being. And then we, and we create that desire within us of what we want or what we want to happen for someone else, whatever the case may be. And you have that feeling with it, and it's coming from the place that it was already done. You know, we have to come from the place of it or when we see it in our mind's eye and create that desire, we have to see it as being done already and then give thanks for it and hold on to it. And I mean, you will have that mountain will move away and it will come forward. I mean, that's what it's saying. And even in the book of Thomas, it was so important. He mentioned it three different times. The same thing, but in a slightly different story where they all agreed together. And that is, a, I believe that is a key aspect. When you ask, you shall receive. See, a lot of people don't know how to ask because it says they pray amiss. They're missing the mark. They, they don't really understand or perceive what the scriptures are really telling them. Because they left the book of Thomas out, which gave the answers there. I mean, he gives it the answers in other places also, but it's all there. And, uh, well, you know. Well, that's why it's important to go, you know, to seek, knock, ask, to go out there. And, you know, they just don't sit idle. I mean, you know, you, you know, you show that the information was not in there, uh, but we found it other places you know um other people who have been like you know like you know it was nice is that that other video you sent i think it was on wednesday um where um greg you know greg braden and that gentleman there in the northern parts of uh new mexico and you know thinking that there's going to be this can you hear me yeah but you're talking about bruce lipton no no um no, it was a Greg Braden. You sent two one, two of them on uh, Greg Braden, uh, and then the I think it was on Wednesday is when he sent it. But it was where he shows up in northern uh, New Mexico, and they had you know, traveled over you know 
couple thousand acres to this spot where they said it was like, you know, the earth, you know, was anyway, but the guy takes off his Kmart boots. Um, so he's getting barefooted. And then the guy's like, all right, let's go. And Greg Rain's like, what, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I thought we were here to pray. Like, you know, we're going to do this, this mantra or something, you know? And, uh, uh, and he just explained that he, you know, he, he, he wanted to live in the end. Kind of, you know, I just happened to listen to that one today from Neville Goddard, living in the end where, uh, the feeling of the mud between his toes, you know, the feeling of him running naked through chest high corn, you know, the smell of the water in the Adobe building, you know, like, like he just went to that feeling. And once he felt that it was real and he believed it and he gave thanks, he, he walked away, you know, and, and then he talks about, you know, he created. He's like, well, there's no, I didn't create it. It's just kind of what state he wanted to uh, put himself in. Because, uh, you know, <clears throat> all things exist. Um, it's just what, what do we want to bring into our world, you know? And yes. so I thought that was really neat. That, that put, a, uh, put a big smile on my face just to, to know that it was that simple and he got his result um, all through feeling emotion and gratitude and, and thanks, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a great. Yeah. I mean, well, thank you for sharing that. With a, him. That was good. Uh, no problem. A, I mean, see, oh, go ahead, brother. I was just going to say, everybody, see, you by uh, uh, Gil telling that story, I mean, even though you've seen the video, see, every little bit of that, I mean, you tell it from your perspective and everything, and the way it was drawn, you drew out from that. I mean, it helps mm-hmm. all of us there. I mean, that just got me excited all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- that's the blessing. That's how we overcome the adversarial mind is by the words of our testimony and by the sharing of this. It's a great thing. Yeah. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you. Go ahead, Michael. Put a lot of joy to hear oh, it. It is a great thing. Uh, I was wanting to share it while Gil was talking. I just happened to – I looked over at this book, and I opened it up, and I just – started looking at this listen to this i just want to read this and this is just so inspiring because the truth of life is you cannot desire that which is not possible a manifestation somewhere in the universe the more intense the feeling within the desire the more quickly it will be attained however if one if one be foolish enough to desire something that will injure another of god's children or any other part of his creation then that person will pay the penalty in discord and failure somewhere in his own life experience. It is very important to to realize fully that God's intent for every one of his children is abundance of every good and perfect thing. He created perfection and endowed his children with exactly the same power. They can create and maintain perfection also and express God dominion over the earth and all that is, is therein. Mankind was originally created in the image and likeness of God. The only reason all do not manifest dominion is because they do not use their divine authority, that which each individual is endowed and by which he is intended to govern the world. Thus, they are not obeying the law of love by pouring out peace and blessing to all creation. And I tell you that, I just turned to that, and that just, you know, that just puts a nail in tonight's, discussion man i mean that's it that, that just confirmed what he said <laughs> i know what you 
what you were talking about earlier, then what Gil said, and then what you just read now, I mean, it just confirms it over and over and over again. I mean, if that and people, there's no mistaking God. I mean, he says, I mean, he confirms his own word. And uh, that's a great and mighty thing. Thank you all for right. that. Man, I'm, I'm, ooh, I tell you. <laughs> I might have to put it on mute again. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I know we got Donna on here. I've seen her in here. I see 318 in here. And I, Donna, I got you another song tonight. Uh, so come on, come on and, and get unmuted and let me share this with you. Or you, you share right. share with us. Hold on, I got to get Steve. Hold on, I got to get Steve. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of drama. <laughs> I've, always, I've always got drama, but y'all helped me so much tonight. I got a praise report. Jim, you'll have to mute because you're going to be dancing because I know I did. Man, I shouted. <laughs> oh, this, this is stressful. Taking care of my mom during all this is stressful. Now I know what parents go through when we were little. You know, you realize, you know, how much they did for us. And so basically I've been t- taking her temperature every night, every night, because she's still been battling a little bit with the kidneys. But we've been doing better than the antibiotics from the doctors. We've been keeping it down. We've been keeping her fever down. So tonight, she was just acting different, and I said, Mom, let me check it. My heart, it just, it's just, for Michael, you know, for a split second, your carnal mind wants to take over. It just does. Fear wants to come. Well, just for a split second, fear wants to come. I think what I was most worried about is I just don't ever want to cause any harm. People that love healing do no harm, and so... I've been so careful with her. Steve says, Lord, there ain't a journey within two or 300 miles. I said, I know. And my mother said, there's nothing illegal in here. And what she meant was in 89, she couldn't think of how to say it. She meant there was no germs, but she said, there's nothing illegal in this house. But what I'm saying is for a split second, when it, when I checked it, and hers is always low too, it was already, what was it, 99.5 or 6. That's, that's scary for that age right now. So I just, and it was earlier. And the call was going, so I went, oh, my God. So I just went, take a breath, take a breath. You're, you're on the call. You know, I just left the phone, left it sitting there, and I said, take a breath. You know what to do. That's why you're on the call. Don't let fear come up. Don't, you, you're battling the other side. So I just said, uh-uh, we got this. I said, Mama, you remember a few weeks ago when we visualized and we prayed and we brought it down? She goes, yeah, because she was scared, too. Because I, I have to get her off the TV sometimes. She watches that. And I said, Mom, don't watch it because I said, you're impregnating that thought by looking at all that. I said, I don't mind yeah. you checking out what's going on, but don't stay on it, Mom. Get back on your regular. And she said, I'm going to watch Gunsmoke. So I'm like, okay, that's good. That's good. But what I was going to say, for a minute, I saw the fear in her face. Well, you're a daddy. And that was just like my child looking at her going, it's scared. Or, you know, these old ladies talking. I said, Mom, we got this. I said, how many times has God done it? I said, we can do it together. So I ran and got saved. So I said, I want us all to pray. We did. We visualized. I said, Steve, see it going down perfect. I said, see it perfect, y'all. And then Steve got up, and I could just cry because he's such a good man. He's like Bill and Jim and, and like you. And Okay, look, he goes in there and gets a lemon and gets some water. And, and again, those are crutches. But for my mom, she loves Steve so much. If he'd have gave her, I don't know, a grape, she'd have thought it would cure. It's just that it's just something about that point of contact between people that I don't know. I guess sometimes we just feel like we need to be doing something. You know, people run around with their. That's why they used to boil water, and go, when the babies are born, they just felt like I don't know what they were doing, sterilizing. I guess. But what I'm saying is, he went and got that lemon water, and I thought of White Wolf. 
He always told my mom, drink you some lemon water if you're having any kind of problems like that with your kidneys. And mother has great faith in that. And I thought that was very astute of Steve to do it. He ran and he got it. She drank that down. We said the prayer. I came back and took the temperature. It moved just a little. And I said, Mom, it's on the way down. I said, I don't know why. Sometimes sometimes it instant. Sometimes it'll be a few minutes. I am happy to report I've done taking the temperature so many times. It is a perfect temperature. It is now 98 points. It is 98.7, and this has all been within the last hour. And look, she had E. coli. They, and if you read about that, that's why it keeps trying. But we've done better with just prayer, lemon juice, and y'all, and, and, and the collective consciousness than any doctor could do without E. coli because once that gets in there, it's tough. They gave her two rounds of antibiotics. But I told you that night, I'm always on the call when something happens. Remember the night I was acting like a squirrel because I was so nervous going to the medical doctor. I didn't want to go. And I told y'all. I wasn't supposed to be in there with a the phone. And I said, I know I'm here for a reason. It was just so I would know she had E. coli. I, I'm, I'm convinced. It was just to help me grow and to know what to do. And Michael Joseph said, vitamin C and that lemon, you're so right. I've been giving her a lot of vitamin C, too. And I think perhaps it's cleaning out old stuff because she said, I have a sense of well-being I haven't had in years. And so that's what was confusing me. I think the vitamin C is stripping out some things She's so funny, my mother. You just have to know her. I go, maybe you're detoxing. Mom, you're taking a lot of vitamin C lately. And she goes, yeah, my head feels better. My sinuses are better. I can breathe better. She goes, I think when we were children, we lived on a house on White Avenue. That has to be like, I cannot tell you how long ago. We haven't been on White Avenue. She goes, you're getting out stuff I had in my head that was on White Avenue. (laughs) She's just funny. So basically, she's funny. So basically, I'm still yeah, I know. She goes, I think you're getting out. And she was young then and cute as a button on White Avenue. Boy, those were good days. My daddy, when he was sort of not feeling good and kind of loose, he always went back to White Avenue. You have this you have this thing you go back to at a certain age, you know, your best. Like, uh, so she just simply said, you're getting rid of everything all the way back to White Avenue. <laughs> so I was in the middle of a fire. I was running back and forth and trying to get her a sandwich and doing a lot of prayer. I go, Father, Father. <laughs> I know you're testing me, and I wore out, though. I was just wore out. Cause that, that, I've been around a lot of children sick, you know, before I got out, out of working last week. But my last day was last Tuesday. And I guess your carnal mind just tries to say, oh, you shouldn't have been around. You shouldn't. But I just said, oh, we got it. And, I, y'all, I visualized him. So thank you. But I'm going to go get Steve right now. He, hey, he had to get out for a minute with me doing all that fluttering. Hold on. Uh, I told Michael Joseph their last one. I told Michael Joseph how I, I bragged on you. I said how wonderful it was oh. that you did the lemon water in honor of white boys. Mother loved that. Mother loved that lemon water. It, it really was our minds, though, I think. But still, the lemon water was good, the vitamin C. But Michael Joseph has a song for you and me. And oh, yeah. Let you miss it. Okay, Michael Joseph, we need a song. I feel a song Steve, coming on. Steve, are you at? Are you a Grateful Dead fan, Steve? Unfortunately, I, I, I'm familiar with them, but I'm not the Dead fan that. Like most a Dead You wasn't a Dead I'm not a Dead I understand. I understand. Well, uh, the Dead are like great uh, are like uh, Bob Dylan. When you begin to hear the Dead, the Dead are kind of like uh, Jimi Hendrix too. When you at first you you show up and like those guys are really talented musicians, but then. One day you start to hear them, and you're you're just completely blown away at the depth of the spirituality in their songs, right? 
And uh, this one is called Eyes of the World. And uh, okay. and it's it's talking about the heart, okay? And it says, it says, wake up to find out that you're the eyes of the world. The heart has its beaches, its homeland, and thoughts of its own. Wake now, discover that you are the song that the morning brings. I won't sing it. It says, wake now, discover that you are the song that the morning brings. But the heart has its seasons, its evenings, and songs of its own. He says, and then he says, I will sing this. He says, wake up to find out that you are the eyes of the world. The heart has its beaches, its homeland, and thoughts of its own. Wake now, discover that you are the song that the morning brings. But the heart has its seasons, its evenings, and songs of its own. And he says, there there comes a redeemer, and he slowly too fades away. And there follows his wagon behind him that's loaded with clay. And the seeds that were silent all burst into bloom and decay. And night comes so quiet, it's close on the heels of the day. Sometimes we live no particular way but our own. And sometimes we visit your country and live in your home. And sometimes we ride on your horses and sometimes we walk alone. And sometimes the songs that we hear are just songs of our own. And, and you know, when you when you listen to this song live, he says he says there was a time. And in, in, in this is um, this is another song, but there's another song they sing. It start, it goes starts. It says, "In another time, in a forgotten space, your eyes look through your mother's face, wild flowers." Seeds and I just you know I won't go on, but that's the point is that is is that you know you got to get back to that heart, you got to get back to that feeling, you know, and uh, and marrying the two, the thought and the feeling, and you know like like um um oh gee, I I I understand, Mark. Um, yeah. When I was when I was pursuing my degree, one of my mentors, well, actually, she was the uh, head of the department. Uh, yeah. She was telling me that her son just took off a year and followed the Grateful Dead, and I was like, "You got to be kidding!" You know what? It, but then she uh, she introduced me to that, and for some reason, I didn't embrace it. But now I realize what she was pushing me toward, and I and uh, Garcia and such when he passed and such. Everybody, uh, I, I look at it from the musical in uh, aspect, but yes. the, the but the lyrical aspect uh, I've delved into, and I've really appreciated. And uh, I need to spend more time on that, and I, I, I guess I need to go back and look at that. Same thing with Dylan. Uh, a lot of the songs uh, uh, we've, we've learned, uh, all right, I'm a guitar player, or I'm a bass player, but getting into yeah. guitar, and then you start learning these, and, and because they're basic, you know, the guitar, uh, I guess, uh, introductory guitar stuff, but you start listening right. to the lyrics, and they're awesome. They are very awesome, and 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 you start to appreciate it, and you think, well, no, this is '60s hippie stuff. 
But no, they no. were saying things back then oh, that man. apply to today. Yes, and sir. It, it's amazing. Prophetic. Yes, it is amazing. So I, I well, you know, you back to us, and I really do. Well, I think uh, Bob Weir. Bob Weir was the bass player in the Grateful Dead, and he uh, he was interviewed wow. one time. And he said that, you know, Jerry was the lead guitar. He said that he would always, he would always, that they would get into these jam sessions, these hour-long songs they would go into. And uh, he would always surprise Jerry with uh, with new chords, you know what I mean? He would set him up with new chords when they would, uh, so he was always looking for a new way to set up Jerry and, and let Jerry roll in there for a while, you know. But, uh, right. uh, well, one band you might really, I mean, I don't know if you if you like to listen to um, what they call hard rock music, and I don't even know if you would even classify this band as a hard rock band. But there's there's a band called Tool out there. Oh yeah. T O O L, and and it's oh, yeah. you know the the genius of these musicians is just just incredible. If you go and like listen to their song Lateralus, um, Lateralis. Um, it's. Oh, I'm I'm it, familiar with it. I used to play in a band that used to cover that. Uh, I'm a big. Okay. Uh, 80s, I'm a big '80s cover band kind of guy. So uh, yeah, the prog rock and stuff like that. I'm I'm into it. So I I understand. And sometimes they get off into the um, uh, obscure. But yes, it's it's kind of like Donnie. I, I love the way she says this. It, it's it's going to our southern roots. Uh, you know, it's the the cow in the briar patch. You know, you got to pull out the sweet weeds. You know, so um, it, I appreciate all that. That was Brother Gary. He said you can eat anywhere, even with briars. The cow, they just go and get their sweet leaf, and they just go right on. So there's really well, that's, hardly any. That's a good thing. Well, that's the it's good thing is that all of a sudden you can you can hear it in the music, you know, in places that you would like. For instance, I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne the other day and and breaking down Crazy Train, listening to the lyrics to Crazy Train. Just listen to those lyrics one time. You, you break, put them in front of you and read them. You'll be amazed, you know. And they just a lot of people can't hear Black Sabbath because, you know, the band's named Black Sabbath, for God's sake. But go and listen to their songs, and you'll be absolutely amazed at uh, at what they were, you know, the message. The message was good, you know. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. And uh, Donna walked out of the room, so I'll tell you this, because she had hate to hear it. Uh, because of all this uh, Corona stuff going on, I'm I'm working at home now. So I'm out in my studio, which I set up as my office now. Well, as as we are, we're slackers. So I, I'm pulling up all my old stuff, old bands I used to play with, and you know songs we used to do. And I'm listening to some of that uh, music that I played, you know, 20 years ago. And I'm listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that applies so much today and so much to spirituality that I've grown into that at the time I didn't realize. Yep. Uh, yes, I, I, I mean, uh, I, I think there's a lot to music. I think it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It uh, invigorates the vagus nerve, direct path to our, uh, our mind. And I, it can be used for good, or it could be used for 
you know, not good intent. But a lot of this stuff is coming back to me, and it's uh, I'm I'm really appreciating uh, this time that I'm getting to spend with that. Well, I think uh, there's a there's a passage in the Bible when it you know it, it's dealing with uh, David and King Saul, and uh, and and David would he would play he would play you know his guitar or whatever he had there uh, for for Saul to ease his mind, and uh, and there's there's a time when um, they come, I believe they come to David and they want a uh, a prophecy. And he says, fetch, fetch me a minstrel and I'll give you a word of the Lord. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're using music. They're using those vibrations, those frequencies. Uh, and um, absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, I agree with that, Michael. And um, I, I know you touched on it before, the, the 432 and stuff like that. I, I yes. really got into that a couple of years ago. I, I need to delve back into that. Uh, I think there's something to it, um, and uh, and and hopefully uh, maybe sometime we can have a discussion on all that because I think there's definitely something to it. Uh, I think we've been deceived, and uh, and our popular music, and uh, I, I I think it makes a difference in our spirituality. Okay, let's just just for take take a second here, real quick. Um, when you look at the um, the pyramid, um, open up your Bible sometime in the next day or so, and I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter nineteen, verse nineteen, nineteen nineteen, right? And it says it says there. Um, I'll just go there and read it right now. I, I want to I'm going to connect this, but just give me some a little bit of time to connect this, but. Uh, it says at 1919. It says, uh, "Let me get the King James because that's where it, that's where I want to be." Um, it says at 1919 through 20, and not whatever. It says, "In that day there shall be an altar to the Lord, Yahweh, in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar at the border thereof to the Lord, and it shall be for a sign and a witness, saith the Lord of hosts, in the land of Egypt." For they shall cry unto the Lord because of the oppressors, and he shall send them a Savior and a great one, and he shall deliver them. Now, if you do the Gematria of 1919, it's exactly, when you go into the Great Pyramid of Giza, and you, you, you come in and you make a right and you climb the steps, and you go through, you know, I'm not sure, I think it's called the Great Hall, up to the Queen's mm-hmm. Chamber. In the Great Hall... Um, there, uh, it, it it gets narrower and narrower as it goes up, and so now the interesting thing in the queen's chamber, there's actually a scale in the queen's chamber, and you can they call it the pyramid inch scale, and if you use that scale in regard to the dimensions of of the pyramid of Giza, it will unlock so much for you. And guess what, the gematria of of 1919 is 486, and then the Great Pyramid of Giza is exactly 486 pyramid inches tall. All right, that's that's the pillar in uh, that's a that is an altar unto the Lord. Now, what were they doing? If you look below, there's there's a place where you can go down below, and they were using what they were what they this pyramid. What it was doing is it was um, separating oxygen from hydrogen so they were using water and they were uh, through a process um, I can't remember the, the, the name for this hydrolysis I think 
separating the, ox- the, the oxygen from the hydrogen and creating electricity. Now, why do you want electricity? Because here's the interesting thing. It turns out that the, um, that the Great Pyramid of Giza is built in at, exactly at the centroid of the Earth. Yes, now, it is. Okay, if, if you, uh, you want to understand centroid, Steve, stand up. Donna, take your pinky finger and put it on Steve's uh, solar plexus, and you will push him over with your pinky finger. Any force through a centroid cannot be uh, – there is nothing that can – if a force acts through your centroid, then you cannot um, – you can try all you want to, to push back. She could push you over with her pinky finger, all right? And the interesting thing is, is that when you look at the ley lines of the Earth, it turns out that all the great structures were laid out at the at, there was a ley line in the Earth well understood at 19.5 degrees. Well, 19.5 degrees is the surface area when you go and you look at the at the Ark of the Covenant and the, the cubits. The surface area of the Ark of the Covenant is 19.5 cubits. Right, and what they found, what they, what, what's going on here is they were using electricity and they were using frequency, and and since it was sitting right at the centroid of the Earth, they could amplify because of the mass. Force equals uh, mass times acceleration. They could amplify the the um, that frequency, and in other words, they could go into that to that. Uh, that pyramid and create a harmonic frequency, you know, maybe one of the Sophigio uh, harmonics, and the entire world would come to a state of complete peace, right? Because this this thing is sitting right at the centroid of the Earth, all right. And so that's I'm I'm connecting it back to the idea of of music, the idea of frequency, and the idea of um, 432 versus you know um, another frequency, you know eight degrees one octave out and you're out you know and you go back and you look at the um, the ancient churches um, they were built in in the as a cross and if you were sitting at the confluence of the cross right there where it crossed that's where they they where they they called that the navel of the church and if you were sitting at the navel of the church people were said to have out-of-body experiences when they went to church because the praise and the worship and that, that frequency just literally lifted them, lifted everything about them. You know, church was a, a time when they got together for healing, and that's why the the construction, the geometry of those churches and how they were laid out was so very important. Of course, a lot of this knowledge is now lost on, you know, mankind in general, but it's not lost we still have those those cathedrals and we still have that geometry and um that knowledge so yeah man uh you go and you really start digging deep um in your bible and and dig deep into the, those uh, pyramids in Giza and they are literally laid out in the exact same formation as the pyramids in in at the top of your um spinal cord and if you look, the Nile flows um, from south to north. It just as when the Kundalini rises, it flows from bottom up. And and so when you look at the 
where those pyramids are, then you look at the delta, right? And then you look up into Orion. Go go and do a study on Orion, and you'll realize that the that when you look into the Orion Nebulous, you're 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 looking at a brain. You're looking at you're looking at your brain. It is laid out that trapezium, those three stars. I mean, it, it's it's incredible. As above, so below. It's absolutely incredible. You're looking at your brain when you when you look into uh, Orion, and when you're looking at when you're looking at um, the Nile River and the um, and those pyramids and all the temples along the Nile. That's why they called it the Temple of Man, because it is it is a outward symbol of man. And it's really interesting now if you if you know anything about uh, um, Egypt, the history of Egypt and what happened there, they actually built a dam that dammed up the Nile. And, you know, <laughs> that's really had a lot of negative effects because the peoples, you know, they they counted on the fact that the Nile would overrun its banks yearly and then the, the farmers would have rich soil and uh, be replenished with all the nutrients from the Nile. And, um, and now, remember, as without, so within, um, if you look at mankind in general, they dammed up the Nile. And, and look, look, um, technology um, as well as um, wizardry, sorcery in terms of, of, uh, of um, psychology is being forecast upon the people so that they, they will um, never look within themselves to do that, to do that spiritual work. Uh, so, you know, count yourself blessed if you, if you're on the path, you know, your eyes are open to it because there is certainly, uh, like for instance, um, you know, the scriptures, remember as without, so within the scriptures relate that, um, first in the hand and then in the head is the mark of the beast. And a lot of people are concerned about a physical mark, you know, a physical, uh, thing, but you know, first in the hand, it, it, the hand has to do with how you labor, and and the the head has to do with how you think. Okay, so in in other words, it has to do with where your trust is, and so what's really interesting in is that we have a physical symbol uh, relating to how we labor in mind, and we all carry it around. It's called a, it's called a smartphone. All right, first in the hand. Um, having to do with labor, having to do with where your trust is, okay, and then in the head, and now when the head, um, they're already rolling out 5G networks, and and given this coronavirus really is just a, it, I'm going to use this, give me, give me a little leeway here, but I believe the coronavirus is a weapon of war. It's a weapon of warfare against the, the global right. people's world, and there is currently right now there's a restructuring of the Federal Reserve, a restructuring of the bankruptcy. Basically, Trump is going to be the new, the new head of the Treasury. But think of it, don't think of it so small. Think of it much greater. You know, at the end of World War II, they brought in the IMF to to, re, to think of it more on a global scale, and and you'll see that. Um, uh, if you know anything about the exchange stabilization fund or the equalization fund, um, you realize that when they talk about bringing money back into the United States, that's not what we want because 
they've been sending money out of the United States at you know trillions per year so that the money doesn't hyperinflate here. And to bring it all back here does nothing but hyperinflate the dollars. And then and then the, the the middle class, which is what the war is being propagated against, is completely wiped out. Okay, and we're talking about flesh consciousness here. We're talking about the fears and the emotions of those kind of emotions that work in the flesh. Okay, so so then what's the thing? The thing is AI, and then ultimately you have to ask what's the end game. And the end game is to merge AI with human the human mind. And remember, when you do that, then um, you get to you get to a state where um, you can transport consciousness. And they're already um, showing you this in television shows, movies, and all this, where you can you, you know you can put consciousness on a on a DVD. I don't know. I'm just you know some kind of recording device, and then you know transport it into some you know artificial shell or whatever right but in the in the sense you know in the revelation it says in those days men will beg god to die and they won't be able to die and and that's the that's the point that they're they're going down a path which is external based upon technology and they're thinking that in their science they can figure it all out so that man will someday be able to you know, have longevity through their science. Now, now, if you ever watched the movie Star Wars, now you got a good handle on um, all the stormtroopers, right? Um, that's the people that are basically going to fill these little, uh, you know, cookie cutter um, prototype bodies, and they're going to all be servants for this overlord, right? Because um, Somebody's got to man the helm for this um, for this AI computer system, right? And since human consciousness will be tied into a, a AI system, then um, you're completely. Um, if you think it's bad now, if you go down this path, you'll be completely at the uh, mercy of whoever is manning the uh, you know the controls. And but the point is, it's it's all about your consciousness and it's all about your choice and so even though they're going to show you physical things and they're going to tempt you with you know things like is the social security number the mark of the beast absolutely not the social security number is a function of the mark of the beast it has to do with your consciousness and it has to do with your choice and so um um, how do you keep from getting the mark of the beast? I mean, if, if for instance, let's say the powers that be um, said, okay, we're going to make Sunday laws, and we're going to make everybody worship on Sunday, and you we're going to make you bow a knee to worship on Sunday. So what? Does that does that in any way, shape, or form hurt you? No. You can eat at whatever meat they put in before you. The, the scripture says, all things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. Another place it says, um, if you're in a far country and they put anything in front of you to eat, eat and eat freely and make the peace where you can. And so, you know, who cares if they make Sunday or Saturday? or It doesn't matter. You know, it, it, what matters is, where are you in this? Where are your thoughts? What's your consciousness? What are your choices here? And and in what it, what does matter, however, is if you if you put on 
like for instance, if you forgo this spiritual path and try to put on technology in order to obtain that that act is the art is, is taking on the mark of the beast all right and so because you're choosing like in other words they're showing it to you in the avenger in the avenger comics you see batman is the is the false batman is the false guy batman is the antichrist because he put he 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 wants to be superman as if he was born with it you see see See, the thing is, is, is Superman is just sperm man without the U, right? Think about that. Superman, spell it out, and then you'll, you'll see. Superman is just sperm man without the U. The wow. U is vitally important. You see, you you can be Batman if you like. You can have all the technology in the world, and you can obtain to superhero status if you like, but you still are going to be dependent upon your technology when you could have an age-lasting body, you could have all of these things if you just go ahead and do the work now and, 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 um, and have the courage to turn off all of these temptations that are coming. Because believe me, when they hook up human consciousness to AI, and it's coming, okay, this is going to be a fact, all right? It, it, people that do that will be, will be like a god to regular human 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 beings, they will they will be able to think and do things that um, regular humanity will just be cower before them. They'll be like super supermen, but they've taken on a mark. They've taken on a a, a lifestyle of obtaining through technology, which is which is denying God. It's it's choosing death. Wow. It's only as good as the technology lasts. And that's the truth. So, so that's 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 what it's about. Don't worry about if they want to do Saturday or Sunday or Thursday or Wednesday or whatever fucking day they choose. Okay, it doesn't matter. You, you know what it means to come to Sabbath. You come to Sabbath when you put in the prayer and you 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 have you've reached the state of peace. And you've reached the state of rest because you know you you felt it, you 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 felt it within you that 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 the um, the confirmation came. Now you you enter into you enter into your rest and you wait for it to happen. That's the true Sabbath. Yeah, and it says every day as as unto the Lord. It's not just one right. day; it's every day. And no matter where we go, what we do, what we say that divine creators within us and it hears everything we say and do so yeah. we could we cannot escape it if we wanted to so what we need to do is just get in agreement with it and do as it says just like the one that they're calling jesus you know he says i can do nothing of myself except what i see the father do and what that father tells us and what we see and know in the scriptures that is what we do Amen. Well, I mean, uh, they asked the the the, the muckety ducks of of um, Jesus's day. They came to him, and they said, um, "Let me get it in front of me because I don't want to misquote it because it's really important because it really goes to what we're talking about right now." It's at Luke chapter seventeen, and um, starting at verse twenty, and and then he says, "And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, 
Now, let's see. Let's just cut through it right now. What's the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Okay, well, the Pharisees believed in life after death. The Sadducees do not. The Sadducees believe you got what you got, and that's it. They're both priestly classes, but they they are the aspects of within you 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 have aspects of your in in your own psyche that play the role of Pharisee and Sadducee, okay? But as within, so without, okay? So it's funny how the Master uh, Jesus, whenever whenever the one of them would come and ask him a question, he would get them arguing amongst themselves and he'd walk off. <laughs> But he says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. You see, they believe they believe in life after death, and they believe that the kingdom of God is going to come. <clears throat> Except they, they believe in the warrior Messiah that's going to come and overcome, overthrow Rome and, and set them up as the chosen people and you know, a race of people, and they're going to be the rulers, okay? Because they're very – they got that race mind about them, right? All right, um, but the scriptures define what a Jew is. He is a Jew who is one inwardly after the you know the, the circumcision of the heart. All right, so so they want to know when is the kingdom of God going to come. In other words, tell us the signs. What are the signs so that we can pay attention to our senses and we can know we can plan for it. What they really want to know is when do we have to get our affairs together? <laughs> right? We're going to stand all we want, okay? But when do we have to get everything right? <laughs> so, he said, uh, and he answered them, and he said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Well, what's that again? I thought we had signs of the times. I mean, the pastors went on and on about the signs of the times, and here is the master telling them, it does not come by observation. You cannot open your eyes and look out your windows and say, hey, it's close now. <laughs> and he says, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. He says, if they tell you that it's, it's come and it's here, it's there, whatever, and they will. Believe me, they've, they've already got red heifers picked out, okay? And if you know the mystery of the red heifer and all, then you'll understand what I'm saying. But they actually have red heifers picked out. And they've actually got all the building materials to rebuild Solomon's temple because they think Solomon's temple is a physical temple. It's not. Okay, they don't understand. Okay, so anyway, he says, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom Amen. of God is within you. So, you know, when anybody starts in with their... Um, and, you know their seductive preaching style, and they they start getting inflection in their voice, and and they put you on some guilt trip. And the time's close now. Look look at all the stuff in the world. It's close now. You know. Well, just go back here to Luke chapter seventeen, verse twenty and twenty one. The kingdom of God does not come by observation. So if you think that you're going to obtain to the kingdom of God through your five senses and through your technology, and through your science. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But Jesus said of John the Baptist, he said, there has not been born one greater of man than John the Baptist. And he said, but let me tell you something. He said, John the Baptist is nothing compared to one who enters into the kingdom of God. And so now what's John the Baptist? What is he in regard to you? 
he's your enlightened mind when you get to the point where you can you start to see the scriptures when Aaron Aaron's rod begins to bud and you 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 start to see in regard to your own self but he says there ain't nothing greater than that it was born the born of woman of man you know he said but the one who enters into the kingdom of God is he's nothing compared to one who enters into the kingdom of God so, <laughs> so man, I tell you, they got some technology for you. Okay, <laughs> the world, the world looking for the kingdom to come, but even in the Messiah's day, he told them the kingdom was already here, which it yes, is sir. here. I mean, right? Uh, th- there's no excuse no more. We have to understand and know. And everybody's they're talking about rebuilding Solomon's temple. Christ already built it. We're Solomon's temple. And the Ark of the Covenant is within us. They're looking for the physical aspects. And it's never going to happen. And they're trying to make... They're trying to make the Word of God... You know, come to pass in a physical sense. And have the the evidence and the the how can i put it the artifacts to prove it well listen and, to this you know if you keep on reading in, in luke chapter 17 at the last verse in chapter 17 not I, I suggest you read the whole thing but the last verse the scribes come back and ask him after he gives them this this uh, dissertation and they say they answered and said unto him where where lord and he said unto them whithersoever the body is thither shall the eagles be gathered together and and it's interesting he uses the term eagle because if you go to the um the great song of moses which is found at deuteronomy chapter 32 and if you go first before you go there if you go to revelation chapter 15 and you read, starting at 15, you read verses 1 through 3. It says in verse, uh, it says in verse 3 that those who overcome sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Now, the song of the Lamb, uh, it, it comes directly after verse 3, okay? But the Song of Moses is at verse 32, uh, Deuteronomy 32. And if you understand Deuteronomy 32, it's telling you all about yourself and how the Christ is going to come, uh, and that consciousness is going to come within you. But God um, symbolizes himself as a great eagle. And he says, in, in, in one part, he, he says, look, as the eagle um, flutters over her nest, and and basically urges her her babies to fly. He said, "That's what I am to you." In in other words, just do something. Have a little faith yeah. and do something. I will bear you on my wings. You're not going to fall. You know. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. So, just dare to yep. step out. Trust me and know that I am that I am. That's what he's telling us. We're That's so right. afraid step out of God's will when God's saying get off your lazy lethargic hello back there and get out there and do something stand up that men may know that I am God 
That's right. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. That's right. Yes, sir. We, we're sick and tired of your isms, schisms, dying and go to heaven in Jesus' name. We know, we understand. A mighty God is a living man. Amen. That's right. Oh, yes, sir. You got that down, Pat. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites, man. I go I go through uh, Walmart sometimes singing that. My wife's like, what are you singing? I just sing it, man. I just be singing to myself. <laughs> you know, just want somebody to ask me, what's that mean? What are you singing? Yeah, man. Anyway. Uh, Good stuff, man. Well, a lot of people hear that. You know, and they, you tell them it's Bob Marley, they think it's a marijuana song. <laughs> but if they really <laughs> took time to really listen to it, they're going to find out, hey, it's a it's a revival song. You know, it's going to revive their spirit if they really understand what it's saying. That's right. Chant a psalm a day, you know, that's right. Yes, well, is there anybody else that has any uh, questions or comments or anything? I, I, if there are, I'll, I'll hold up. But I, if there's not, Jim, I'm gonna have to jump off. But I, I'll just, I'll wait a minute and see if there's anybody else. Okay, uh, let me see. I see one thirty-one right. in there. It's it's three one seven. Anyone else Three, got one, any? Seven. Yeah. 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 I think everybody's unmuted. Well, um, have to unmute themselves if they want to share. Yeah. Well, I kind of unmuted them. I, uh, it's uh, it's one three one seven three three one, and but the other part is not there. But if right. you have something to say, feel free to do it now. We'd love to hear from you. Michael, that was awesome. I really appreciated all that. I appreciate all that you did. Me too. I'm seconding that motion. Well, thank you very much. And you know what? I want to say that I appreciate everyone. And I, and honestly, okay. I appreciate Jim. I just wanted to let you know that um, we appreciate you, brother, and uh, everything awesome. that you've done. Yeah, I know what it takes to be here. Week in and week out, it's a dedication that is involved there, and um, and so I know you don't do that lightly. I know that you do it to help people, and uh, so I just wanted to say thank you for because um, I don't think that you get thanked enough for the work that you that you do as well. So thank you, well, brother. I appreciate that, and from all of y'all, I'm I'm doing it out of my heart because I love my fellow man, and you know. I want to do as, you know, scriptures say, to love your neighbor as yourself, and I truly do. I mean, we can't do it alone. I mean, as you hear White Wolf used to say, the Reverend Mr. Black, he said, you got to walk that lonesome valley. You got to go there by yourself because no one can walk mm -hmm. as far. So mm -hmm. I'm going way back from a young man when I found out there was a God I mean, I did everything I can to find out about him and find out what it's all about. And I haven't stopped yet. I, I don't plan on, uh, you know, stopping either. And uh, because I want to know and I want to do the best I can while I'm here and, 
use my time wisely while I'm here to help my, not only my wife and my children and grandchildren, but, you know, all mankind, if possible, that we can, you know, each and every one of us can get the word out and, uh, you know, and share it with our brothers and sisters and, and they share it back with us. You know, we can, you know, come and reason together and also grow thereby that, you know, that we can all become one in truth and in peace and in love. And I thank Amen. you all for that. I, you know, I appreciate it. Does anyone Amen. else have anything they want to share anything? Please do it now. I just might have missed, um, you know, the exchange because of my mom. Was Patchouli on here tonight? I really like her. I was just wondering. Um, I didn't know. I didn't hear anybody say. I, I haven't seen her on here. No. No. He may not. Not okay. okay. I was wondering because I was, like I said, I was kind of busy with my mom at first. But I just appreciate y'all for being here. That's twice that y'all have seen fit. <laughs> that when I was sort of in a crisis with my mom, the call was ongoing. And you just don't know the impact of others that think like this, how that will help you. You know, and, I, and Michael Joseph, I can tell you right now why you got that about being the dad. Because I tell you what, when I hear you share stories about your daughter or your son, oh, my gosh, it's the same way with Gil about his wife. It just Women love this. We eat that stuff up. And I tell you what, I just smile every time I think about your daughter and the conversations. You, you just don't realize, well, everybody should be doing what you're doing, but it's very rare in our world now. And it's really sad. And what you're doing is like way back when it was the good old days, you're, you're raising your children right until people realize that we're not there right now and they crave that. So the universe did draw you there. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind why. Because y'all think you're a great dad. Wow. So, yeah, you've raised some wonderful children. Some of the stories you've told about them is just amazing. Your wife has your wife just has to be amazing too. So yeah, you deserve that, and they deserve to hear from you. So you'll do phenomenal with that. Wow. Well, uh, on yeah. that, I'll say that I'll say that uh, that you know it's, it, it's a lot of times when you you get married, the preacher might say something like, "Whom whom God hath put together, let no man put asunder." Right. And right. I I believe with my whole heart that my wife was supposed to be my wife. I mean, like the things that I need, the things that I like, like where I had such a negative example in my youth, she fills those holes. She, she puts the caulk in the leaking ship, you know, and she's like, like I need like people like sometimes it's really easy for me to just like fly off the handle sometimes you know because I have the guy gave me like a really keen intellect and 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 for me I can see a solution like almost instantly and and it's really hard for me to you know especially if I'm working for with other people on a job I, sometimes I assume that you know they can see too. Like that. in other words, we're all on the same page, and it's what we need to do. So you know, and when it doesn't go that way, sometimes I get a little frustrated. And like, she's the patience. She's the you know, 
she's the ointment on the you know the 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 wound you know she's the she's she's what I need because if I if I would it's easy for me to live my life you know because and I believe anybody with a really high intellect has this problem it's a stumbling block it's a blessing and a stumbling block because you 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 end up you can you can be such a help to certain people, but then but then your ego raises up inside of you and says me 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 me, and and you know and that is a that's a how do you say like like when we were talking about ask ask seek knock the the reason why you get when you ask seek knock and you do it the right way is that you're not asking and seeking and knocking for some sort of edification of the ego. To obtain to some power, you're asking and seeking and knocking in love and service to someone else who doesn't really, you know, merit your service at all. And and with the high IQ, you know, sometimes it's just like you want to look at the world as a, as a bunch of dummies. But my point is, if she comes in, she comes in and she she shows me that, you know. It's not that way at all. It's just the way you, you. It's the way. You know, when I say you, I'm talking about me. It's the way that I have chosen to see the world, and and that's the that's why I can talk with such passion about that choice because ultimately it is our choice. We can have all these gifts, but we choose how we want to see the world, and 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 I know without a shadow of a doubt that like when I get frustrated with my son it's because I see me in him and I don't want to see him go down to the same pitfalls that I went into and so I get frustrated because I'm trying to steer him away from these pitfalls but here's the thing he's just as much a child of God as I am and, and I should lead him to the point where he understands the choice, so he has a conscious choice. But whatever his choice is, if he decides that he wants to be a um, a garbage man collector, or not collector, but you know what I'm saying, the garbage man to come and pick up the trash, well, what's wrong with that? There's honor in all work. If that's what he wants to do in life, then that's his choice, and I'll honor his choice. You know what I mean? And and so then I start to, started to realize, or my wife taught me this, is that I was trying to I was trying to forge him into my into my image, and and that is thou shalt not do no murder, thou shalt do no murder. You see, I'm murdering his spirit if I forge him into my image. And hey, look, I got plenty of problems. Okay. <laughs> Plenty. I could stack them to the sky and back, all right? <laughs> Moon and back with all the problems I got to deal with. And so, you know, I'm just saying that I've realized that, like, whom God has put together. And I didn't even I – mean, one day I was sitting there minding my own business, and she knocked on my door and said, you want to do something together? And I was sitting there thinking to myself – Holy shit, I have hit the jackpot of jackpots. You know? <laughs> I mean, 
This woman was beautiful. God, in her youth, she still is beautiful. In her youth, she was just, oh, my God. I mean, just gorgeous, beautiful. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, what, if, what, what did I do? And it turned out, get this, it turned out the thing that attracted her to me was whenever I would see her, I would just smile at her and give her a genuine smile from the eyes and say, have a nice day. And she was going through her own shit. And oh, she's told wow. me later that it was just that have a nice day, that anchor in her life that she could count on me, you know. And look, ever since I was, you know, in grade school, I moved to the beat of my own drum. Everybody else can scatter around and run to and fro to class, be first, you know, 15 minutes and hit a when class starts. Hell no. I walked at a sl- I walked slower than a turtle to the next class. <laughs> like I will smile at people and talk to them, and if I'm five minutes late, fuck it, I'm five minutes late. That's how it's gonna be. And it's, pardon my French. I'm sorry, I got a little carried away, but you know, uh, I just you know that's how I walk. I just you know I got my own drum beat in my head, and I'm not gonna speed it up for anybody. And and. Uh, she said she said later that it was that um, that smile you know that smile cuz and you never know what somebody else is going through and that little smile there was the thing that earned you know our relationship and i had you know that that's perfect that ties directly into what we're talking about tonight because you know it's god's love and i didn't even realize it was god's love i was dealing with my own mess you know but um you know I had a smile for her and said, have a nice day. And she showed up on my doorstep one day and said, uh, hey, you want to go do something? And I thought, uh, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. You know? <laughs> yeah, and you, you got totally enveloped, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, we've well, been together for 30 years. Plus, I bet you were very cute looking to what you want to bet. <laughs> that doesn't hurt well, either. It's not a good-looking one. It sure will get your attention. Ooh-wee. I thought so. Well, that's, mm. that's the uh, – back in those days, you know, I played football and um, and wrestled. And so, you know, I was in really good physical shape. And, and, I know. Uh, weren't anyway. we all? I'm thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Weren't we all? That's awesome. Um, exactly. But you know, we've been together now. We've been together for uh, thirty-two, thirty-three years now. Thirty-three years we've been together. Yeah, y'all were babes when y'all got together. Well, let me ask a question. What did you think of her when you were smiling and saying, "Have a good day"? What Are you kidding me? Like uh-huh. I was thinking to myself, man, I'd love to, I'd love to go out with her. But you know, I was yeah. thinking a little bit more carnal than that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Were you afraid? Were you afraid she was above your pay grade, though? Were you? Was you oh, way above my pay grade. I thought she was way <laughs> above my pay grade. Like, like, um, but it was perfect. It was perfect. But I used to, I used to, um, like, I used to aim high. Like when I was uh, sixteen, I dated a cheerleader at the university. There and, you go. There you go. I aimed high when I was younger, and 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 even though. I thought she was just way, way above my pay grade. You know how they say right. fake it till you make it, right? Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. But she probably thought the same thing. That's what's interesting. 
That's what. Well, here's the thing. I just kept promoting, uh, projecting, you know, confidence, even though you could have pushed. That's why she likes the confidence, right? She likes the confidence. What was really going on inside, because I was so, you know, um, my childhood was horrific. My childhood was absolutely, uh, Mm. I mean, like, when I say horrific, I'm not, I'm not being, that's not hyperbola. I'm I'm literally, it was horrific. And, and, um. You know, my dad told me when I was 14, you know, get out. And I was like, all right. And I was happy to leave. I was like, all right, bye. And I went and found friends and I, you know, and I, you know, scraped and did what I needed to do to get through high school. And here was the thing. I always had it in my mind that I was, even as a young man, I always knew, even as, you know, my 14, I was going to be a success. And, um, uh, and so, I saw myself achieving, you know, um, like, you know, great things. And, and I always, you know, knew that whatever I put my mind to do, no, how, no matter how hard it was, I was going to do it. And what was interesting is, emotionally speaking, at that time, and I'm not kidding you, if, if you would have called me on my bullshit, I, I, I may have just completely broken down and started crying. I was just... There was nothing. It was nothing to me. I didn't come into any confidence until I was 20, real confidence, like inner glow confidence, until I was 27 years old. And probably more like 30. I I remember when I was 27, I got my first um, engineering gig, and I used to have to practice what I was going to say on the phone before I, I couldn't pick up the phone and call anybody. I would have to practice my words before I had enough courage to pick up the phone and call somebody. And I know that sounds crazy, you know, but I'm telling you the truth. And uh, it's, uh, but. But look at you now, great of a speaker. Oh my, all that groomed you to be where you're at, although it was hard to go through, and I'm sorry, but. I'll tell you what. Look at how you can speak now. Woo! Well, you know what? It's um, like I see the story of Moses in in me in my life. There was a oh, woman came hey, and she um she said to me she didn't even know me. I, I met her in um in Washington, North Carolina, and um and we went to her house to uh to observe Passover. There was a whole bunch of people there. This was back when I was in the Hebraic Roots movement, and uh, and they had a rabbi from New York, and I was like picking this guy's brain and just trying to get as much information as I could from this guy. And um, anyway, she, this woman's name is Kathy, and she walked up to me, and I'm telling you, she didn't know me. Like in other words, um, she, this is the first time we'd met, and she walked up to me. And, and at that time, I couldn't put five words together without stumbling all over myself and contradictions. I couldn't write anything. And uh, she walked up to me and she says, "You, it's amazing the work you're doing. You're writing and you're, the speeches you're giving are just incredible. And and I thought to myself, she must not know me. <laughs> can't be talking about me. You know, I can't even I can't even write a letter. You know, it take me three hours to write a transmittal letter, and uh, and yet today I can write out a twenty thousand 
word, you know, email in an hour, I can type about 120 words a minute. And it's like, you know. She saw that spirit. I think she saw that ahead of time. Yeah, I, now I've got to know this lady. She definitely, she prophesies all the time in people's lives. So she just gets like a, a message and she just goes and tells people, you know. And That was good. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I went back and tell, talked to her later. And I was, I was like, Kathy, you know, when you said that, I, I I just knew you couldn't be talking about me, you know. How could you be talking? To, I mean, I just I couldn't even I couldn't do I couldn't even talk. I mean, I couldn't even muster the courage to even pick up the phone and talk to anybody, you know. Basically, basically and, uh, he put the mantle on you later. He he gave you the mantle later when he his timing's impeccable. He gave you that mantle when you were ready. They always say that old timey preachers would say they passed the mantle, but it. Really, it was like at a certain time, like King David or anybody else. Remember, they said, go get, it's the same story of King David, too. Huh? Yeah, well, David when I was younger, everybody. when I was younger, um, I was always the captain of the football team. Um, I was captain of the baseball team. and So I've always, like, sought out, no matter how the dynamics go in the group, I always generally come to lead. And... And and it's I don't know if it's my ego like in me I don't know what it is I admit to everyone on this call I have a huge ego and I don't think you can lead without a huge ego that's why I tell people do not make me your man king you do not want me to be your man king you know and um, I know that about myself and I know that you know with the intellect Yah has given me that it's it's easy for me to dominate people. Um, and I, I always like try in conversation to pause and let somebody else say their piece, you know. Because um, back then I wouldn't. I, when I first started coming to my own, man, I would just monologue for five hours. <laughs> just come on, we're going to get up on this horse and ride, you know. <laughs> but you know what? Just the fact that you think you have an ego, to me, tells me it's really not a bad ego. <laughs> it's just confidence and wanting to get stuff done. And there is a difference there. Because people that have a really supercharged ego, sometimes they don't know it. They think they're humble. And that's, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it any better than that. <laughs> so you've got some humility with it. I'll, I'll put it that way. And, and well, you know, I told Jimmy, I thought that I could be the president of the United States. I really do think that I could be, you know, like I could take an office and, and do that. And here's the thing, um, you know, she said you, you'd have you'd have to. Well, she said you'd have to come up with some kind of slogan, you know, to run on, right? Some kind of um, tagline or something, you know. So I told her, I said, well, I got the perfect line, you know. I could just say, eh, couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be my tagline. Yeah, you know, let's give it a shot. That's how. That's, that's what they like. Hey, that's something they like. Trump when he said, "What have you got to lose? Look what they've done to you already." That was pretty good. <laughs> and right about now, right about now, I wish. I bet Trump wishes he could give it to you right about now. <laughs> oh Lord, he's strong. Yeah, man. So all that, all that back to this, man. I, my wife, like, literally, um, she like centers me. And sometimes I can get, like, I can spin out of control. I mean, literally, I can just spin. Even though I can sit here and teach this stuff, I will freely admit 
you can teach this stuff and you can know this stuff, but you know you have to do it. And sometimes when you're in the fire of it, the fire of whatever tribulation has you're going through right now, you you want to reach out to whatever you can grab a hold on and you know hold a hold of in your flesh consciousness, you know, to be your savior, you know. A vitamin C or better diet or whatever, right? If it, if it's health, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? And you no, know, um, sometimes, excuse me, sometimes um, just having a friend, a colleague, associate, somebody to just say, hey, you know, um, um, you're you're acting out of flesh consciousness over here. I mean, you know better than this. Go to the spirit. And and you know what? When that happens, because you know lately, I've, people have been coming in my life and and saying, you know, correcting my ship, you know, or giving me a nice little, uh, you know, what are you doing here? You know, at first it's like, oh, God, you know, I knew this. Leave me alone, right? But then you know, it's like, you know, geez, I mean, this is for my good. This one's been, this person has been sent to my life, you know, to. To write this ship to 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 help you know to be a part of the solution, and um, that's where I believe. Um, uh, I got a story, and this is a happy one because this I, I'm like you. I've been asking y'all. I want to be used. I want to be used because the time right now it's just woo. This is a nightmare. We need to keep busy and feel like we're here for a purpose so we can stay here. Well, elderly. Right. There's an elderly lady at work at the sheriff's office. She just works part-time. She's precious, just precious, but very demure, and a lot of people don't take the time to try to get to know her. Well, I've been seeing her a little more now that I hadn't been in school because they can't pull all the school. So I've been just talking to her, and she's very spiritual, very sweet. Well, we had a little text between all the ladies at work just checking on everybody. It was very uplifting. And so I sent a song, speaking of songs, this is a, a black minister that has all these children in the street singing, praising, jumping. When you hear that song, I don't care how low you are, you, your body just, I mean, I'll send it to you sometime. Oh, my gosh. You just cannot stay still. You cannot help it get up and move. You, you have to, if, if no one's around, that, that, that's what I'm going to say now. I wouldn't do it in front of you. But you're going to dance. You're going to jump up. You're going to do something. You can't just sit there. So I sent it to everybody. And the little demure one that so never purchased, she writes me on a separate thread. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, thank you so much for sending that song by Hezekiah Walker. She goes, Miss Don, mm. they called me that. And she, thought, she goes, I needed that. She goes, I was grouchy today at home. I was very down, and we're all isolated, and I felt so low. And she goes, the song just, it just thrilled my soul. And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. And so then, this is what I said. We started talking a little bit, back and forth texting. And then I said, I'm going to send you just one more because you probably got to get back to your rat killing. You know, that's an old Southern thing for she's probably got a lot to do. I said, I'm not going to keep you, but I I said, now the next one I send you is going to make you get up and twirl around like a little kid. And I could just see Alice doing this. I could just see Alice doing this. And I wondered what she was going to say. Oh, my God, it was so cute. She writes back. She goes, I already twirled on the last one. <laughs> she said, I already did that. <laughs> I go, a girl. I go, a girl. 
and you know, I got chill bumps as you talk about these things. I've got chill bumps from the top of my head. I'm like Jerry Ray. Oh my gosh, Jim! Right now, I have chill bumps running up and down. It looks too, because I think we're hitting on a very important part. These people, they may come to work or be around us, and they may act like they're okay, but she's elderly and she's scared and she's quiet yep. and doesn't really. Yep. And just something about that song reminded her. It makes you, all those children, it's a video. I actually sent a little video. All the children in the street, they're getting after baby. They are, and it's like, how, what's that song say, Steve? It's something about praise. I, I don't know, but that is the best. It's by Hezekiah Walker. But anyway, I don't even know who he is. He's just a, a wonderful black minister that I, I, would, I would imagine. But he has hundreds of those children dancing in the street to it. And I'm thinking, this is what we need. So the second one I sent her is called... I will dance like David danced. Oh my gosh, it's mm. by Joshua. Oh my God, it's got all that Middle Eastern instruments. It's by Joshua Aaron. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he will light your soul on fire. Michael, remember mm. what I said. Josh, look up Joshua Aaron. Aaron, just like Aaron. Joshua Aaron, mm. and he's he's a musician, brilliant, brilliant musician, and he's got a song called "I Will Dance Like David Danced." And that's why I told her the next one you're going to twirl around. She goes, oh, no, I already twirled. I already did it. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to tell you, I'm so in sync with what you're saying because all this week I'm going, let me be a light. Let me do this. Let me keep, keep people from being so scared. And, and, and that way it won't rub off on me too. You know, we got we to gotta do this. We got to help our country. We got, you know, we have no choice. We, we were here. This is our time. And Gary groomed us well, didn't he, Jim? Woo, thank you for him too. But anyway, I'm going to meet out. and Oh, that's just a blessed call. That's all I can say. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. It is a blessed call, and thank you for what you just said. I just looked up that song. I want to listen to that after the, after we get oh. off this call. But, uh, oh, yeah. oh it, but also look up. Let me see. I'm going to look at my where I sent Alice that. This other one. This other one likes me. I used to be part of a Hebraic Hebraic congregation, too, and I still go visit them a lot when I can because I love them. But watch this. I got that Hezekiah Walker from them. I get some really, my mother likes to go, too. And so hold on. Let me see if I can find what I sent Alice. Hey, while you're looking for that, let me share something with you. I used to go to this uh, congregation about an hour from here, and um, they had a guy come. And speak to to him one time, and he he claimed to be of the house of Judah, um, in in terms of his lineage, and um, he he came up to me after the um, the show, and I went to give him a hug, and and uh, I said Judah, my brother, and he said Ephraim, my brother. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! And if you know, yeah, Manasseh or. Ephraim. Yeah, he, I, and, uh, Ephraim, I guess he knows how to say it, right? I've been saying it wrong. Yeah. I've been saying Ephraim. That's my tribe, Ephraim. I said it wrong. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking for the other one. But don't forget to look up the Shezekiah Walker. They're dancing the street. Well, I'm going to let someone else talk while I, while I look this up. And see, I'm looking. Real quick, but yes, Joshua, Aaron, I will dance like David danced, and then you're going to follow other threads, and you're going to fall in absolutely in love with him. I think what it is, because I'm on this phone, it won't let me go back. 
you need to look up Hezekiah Walker, though, but you got to find the right one where they're dancing this trip. It's something about phrasing. I'll, see? I'll find well, I it. Don't it. worry. I'll find oh, it. Oh, <laughs> he's got to find the one where they're dancing in the street with the children. He gets out there right bold, and it just won't quite let me go that far enough for my text, I guess. I guess it won't load up that far back. Yeah, I don't think it will. I'm lo- I'm still looking. Here's where they've been sending stuff. Well, we sure do appreciate you doing the music and just bringing that in there, in here. Oh yeah, I know Steve likes that, and I I like I like coming up with different songs during the week as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. it. Here it is. Here it is. Every praise. Hezekiah Walker new video. Every praise. You wait, you wait. You could, if you could stay still doing that, I just I can't imagine it. It shows him walking it up out there. there. Oh no, he he's he's walking out around this fountain outside. He's just looking around. They got it set up for him to come, and all these children just start coming. People are prophesying that children are going to be used more in this next year, and I hope so because they bring every praise. I see it. I see it now. That's all the it. children there in the street. Off. Okay. He said, he said, Shalom and Prosper, he's going to get his bath for work. He's working at home now. I think it's an adjustment. So he's trying to, you know how they say, though, you get more work done actually at home. You know, he'd think you wouldn't. But but anyway, yes, I won't keep you. I'll, I'll mute out and let others talk. But y'all got to listen to Hezekiah <laughs> And you got to listen to David. Oh, oh, boy, that's good. You can't stay. You'll, you'll have a smile on your face when you go to bed. <laughs> Thank you, Don. And tell Steve have a good week, and uh, you know, be blessed, man. He's gonna have all sorts of opportunity uh, coming coming his way now that he's got more time working at the house. So you wait well, and see. And and I'm gonna be honest with you, and we'll talk more about it later. You're so much like Steve. Oh my God, he's so brilliant. But he's so brilliant, he doesn't know he's brilliant. So I I get you. I totally get your wife. I get everything about it because yeah, I think I'm pretty much like your wife, and he's. He's, I have a lot of common sense. <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you one other thing, Donna, is that uh, when I was trying to tell Steve um, a minute ago and I, I lost words, you ain't going to believe this. It's because my, my mind just flew out. Of, it's like it went somewhere, and I totally forgot your name. I couldn't say your name. And and um, but, what I was, but what I was trying to say was when you told me about your mom, when you were telling us – I say me right. when you were telling us about your mom and and right. witnessing about what's going on. Well, I immediately just closed my eyes and saw your mom and that you guys were celebrating because her temperature had come back down and 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 I just sat in it until I got the piece of it and it says where two or more gathered in my name there I am so um, so I just want to let you know that that's a done deal. I mean that's just you know it's a real done that. deal. You're right. We got this one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank y'all. And there ain't nothing. I just want so the listener, you know, that might come in here and listen to this later, there ain't nothing special about me or anybody else here. It's just that, you know, we understand that God gives the blessing and that we're just, you know, we have dominion over this earth, this body, and um, and we can call forth the blessing for this body anytime we want. And so... And we can do it for ourselves, and we can do it for each other. And that's just how it is. But you know what? This this kind of fearsome time will make you really understand what the Messiah was talking about when he 
got in the boat and went to sleep with all that going on. Man, I always mm. liked that story, but I never got the extent of it till I went through scary stuff, like when my mother was on the ventilator, and I had to, I said, okay, I got to do what he did. I got to do what Joshua did. I got to get in the boat and not look at what the doctors were saying, not look at day after day they're saying she's not going to make. I had to, in essence, go to sleep to that and not look at that. I was like, I Well, you know to. what? Think of, think of that story like this. That Bible sits on most people's shelf and doesn't and gathers dust, right? Now, mm-hmm. when everything's good, you know, man, that Bible just gets thicker and thicker. Dust layers just get thicker and thicker. But let a storm show up. And somebody's going to, you know, in other words, say Jesus is sleeping in the in the boat. The Bible is a cannon. They're sleeping. He's sleeping in the cannon. Let a storm show up. He's still asleep in that cannon until you open up that Bible. You start searching in that Bible for your relief. You're like, hey, it's in here somewhere. I'm going to find it, you know. And then right. you open it up, and you find your relief. And see, then he orders the uh, the winds and everything to stand still. And and so, you know, you're using the words. So you you are the living word, and uh, you're realizing that uh, he's showing you how to do it. That you you are a fellow brethren. You are a brother. All right. Beautiful. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So just tell, them to, tell tell all those winds and waves to be still and. Uh, as it's um, like laying in your bed at night, be still and know that I am God. And the ego wants to say, "Hey, I'm doing all this," you know. Like, see, that's Simon Simon Magus says, "How can I buy some of that Holy Spirit, man? I could I can make some money doing this," you know. But then you know you realize the ego is all contrived. There was no Michael Joseph at my birth. That's all something that was eventually and and by the way the ego is not even my identity you know it's just a tool that i use to enter into relationships but you know if if i called myself i and you called yourself i well, we'd be all eyes <laughs> and and you know it's <laughs> say, say well remember that he gave his name to his people so when you look at um, the Hebrew for Judah, we have the house of Judah, and we have the house of Israel, and um, Judah still bears his name. Listen, it's in the Hebrew, Yahudah. Yahudah is the name, right? So you see, you can hear uh, Yah. Judah is still surnamed with the name of God, and the other ten tribes have lost their identity. And that's a fact. It's not cool. Well, listen, y'all have a great week, awesome week, and, and do do have your eyes open. Get up in the morning and say, you know, how can I help somebody else? And I'm going to do it myself. See, I can't wait to get back together next week and hear your stories. It's going to be great. I know one thing. Good. Thank you for the vitamin, hey, thank you for the vitamin C thing. I've been sending vitamin C to everybody. <laughs> I mean, to call it Thank you. It works. By the way, um, I, I watched something here this past week um, <clears throat> about emotions and how um, people who um, – there was people who um, – okay, they had basically pretty much come to the end of their rope with Western medicine, and they were given an opportunity to enter into this, uh, this non-traditional um, approach where you're dealing with your emotions and uh, – 
you know, pent up emotions, right? right? A more spiritual approach. And so they entered into this, and um, get this, every single one of them that entered into this way, um, they no longer had cancer. It, it cured uh, once they started to remove blockages. But what I found that was really interesting, if a man is hungry, you got to feed him before you can start to give him spiritual stuff. I mean, his immediate need is hunger, right, for the body. And if someone yeah. is sick, you got to take care of the immune system. And so what I found that was very interesting in all cases that that where the where the cancer um they didn't have to do any surgery, no chemo, no nothing, it just went away completely. In all cases, they gave them mega doses of vitamin C. Oh wow. Well, yeah. Now to the skeptic, to the scientist, they'll say, you know, well, it's the vitamin C. <laughs> well, but hey. You know, that bottled up emotion that we, you know, the scripture right. says, angry, but don't sin, you know. In other words, let your emotions flow. Don't block them, you know, because when you start to block them, store them, pin them up, then. Oh, that you know, helps, Absolutely. If you're familiar with that, was it Louise, Louisa Hayes or something like that, the one that has that book where it tells, like, like, for instance, I've been having trouble with my eyes, and I thought, ooh, I bet if I looked at that, it would say, what is it you don't want to see? I mean, you know, you're telling it right. I used to like that book, Gary and I would look at it, because um, there's a lot of connections with ailments, with your thoughts and your emotions. You're you're absolutely right on target, totally, totally. You're right. Mm, that's good. Very kindly. Oh, have well, you heard this? I was, uh, have you heard this, Michael Joseph, about vitamin C? You know how they say, we can't make our own vitamin C. There's only a few animals left. I think a goat can, a cat, uh, no, a fruit bat, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe dogs can. Dogs can make their own vitamin C. It's like goats and dogs and maybe fruit bat or something. It's just something strange. But I was listening to a um, scientist or a doctor, I don't know which she was. She was saying we used to have the ability to make it and we lost it. I don't know where she come up with that. I just wondered if you ever saw that in any of your studies because I thought that was fascinating. I was listening to her, and she said it twice. She goes, we used to have the capability of making it, and we lost it. I thought, oh, wow. I just thought that was fascinating. I just threw that I, out there. I, I find it fascinating from this perspective is that I, I believe the true spiritual path that when we, when we reach the point of where um, what the Bible calls transfiguration, um, where the, 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 the physical body – Remember, in the story, in the analogy, um, at first there was separation between Esau and Jacob, but they went, they went separate ways. But then later, they, after Jacob went and got all these wives and had his experience, right, um, we don't hear anything about Esau and flesh consciousness. The story is all about spiritual development, right? And then later we, we see that these two brothers have a reunion, and and Esau is wealthy beyond compare, and and they they hug each other. Jacob too is wealthy beyond compare, and they they hug each other and they they you know make the peace. And what I'm that state of what happens there is transfiguration. The uh, the the peace is made. The two now the two sticks. See see Judah and Israel represent. The, the the breaking of the, the, the one stick being broken into two, and then what we're doing is we're putting it back in together. We're making the two back into one. And uh, 
So um, that being said, um, when you, I believe that when you, because the scripture says that when you reach that state of uh, transfiguration, then no one can take your life. All right, you can even lay it down and then pick it right back up. All right, and so, so with that in mind, um, I don't know the biochemical or if there's any biochemical or what's going on there. I mean, that's beyond my experience. So, um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know what's going on there. Right. Right. But I know that's the path, and I know that's yeah. what we're that we're supposed to be on that path, and that's the you know where we're supposed Boston, to go. Yes. Okay, it's been a while since I thought about it, but the right brain, left brain crossing over thing, that sounds like part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. Um, remember, Judah, Judah um, was comprised of three tribes, okay? So Judah is the house, you know, you have the tribe of Judah. But the house of Judah is comprised of the tribe of Judah, Benjamin, because remember, um, uh, Judah told um, Isaac, I'll stand surety for Benjamin, so... Uh, they went down into Egypt. So, so Judah is is um, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Benjamin, and the Levites. Because no Levite is going to be caught dead in the house of Israel because they went and became idolatrous, right? They they um, under Rehoboam they they split and they made Jeroboam their king, and they set up a brand new government and they set up a brand new religious system and they refused to go down to Jerusalem to uh or let's say up to Jerusalem to uh to worship. They set an idol in Dan and they set an idol in um Shechem I think it is. Uh and uh so uh cuz cuz Jeroboam says, "Hey, if the people start, go, go up to Jerusalem to observe the feast, then they're going to they're going to kill me as their king, and they're going to return back to the righteous way. <laughs> so in order to keep them in a state of degradation where they can keep me as their king, I'm going to set up idols. <laughs> and they'll be taught to worship these idols, and they'll bring curses on themselves, and I can remain their king. Now go read it. Go check it out. Go read the story. Man, how, of crazy. How, how crazy did you? Whoa. Wow. All right. Well, okay. You think it's all that crazy? Look in the world today, and look at look at the yes, false idols right. that are put before twenty four seven. Oh, they're acting crazy today. They'll destroy their own self to hurt somebody else. It's crazy. You're right. Yep. So so uh, so anyway, uh, you have Yahudah and and Yisrael, and Yisrael is. Um, the prince that prevailed with the L, and the prince is, is in a sense, you know, the one that uh, L is God. And so what you have in Yisrael is you have a threefold chord. You have um, the L is the Hebraic chord. The, the Ra is the uh, Egyptian chord, which speaks to the body. And then the Is is uh, um, uh, the Assyrian chord. Which speaks to the mind. So what you have is, uh, you know, the story: the body is Adam, the mind is Eve, and then El is the union in God. So now you understand Israel or Israel. When you come into that state of Israel, the the two have become one. In other words, now you've entered into um, not a father-son relationship, but a husband and wife relationship. 
That's the state of Israel. Wow. State of Israel. <laughs> Man, this is a good call. Thank you. It's a great call. Yep. But there's another state. There's another state on behind that, and that's the state of um, the Zadok, the saints that say, okay, um, we are going to forego our state of peace and marriage, and we're going to go back and go to work in this lower state uh, on behalf of our brethren. And that is what the priest does, and that is the order of Melchizedek. The ones who have entered into the uh, Melech, the king, Zadok, priest, the king, priest, status, uh, transfiguration. And go, check, go check me out. Go look at um, Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 25, and you'll read about how these, these can walk uh, once they, the Zadok can walk, walk in two realms. But yeah. if they decide to enter, to enter back into the lower realms, uh, they can do so, but they have to account to themselves seven days. And now, did not Jesus account to himself seven days? Yeah. His six days of creation and the seventh the millennial. You see, you understand. So in other words, he who enters into the order of Melchizedek and chooses oh. to forego the marriage and unity can 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 in service to uh, to their fellow brethren come back into this realm. But you see, here's what they do to people like that: they build a church around him and make him a Superman, and they <laughs> start following the Superman, and they don't follow the Superman's teachings. <laughs> you know. Jesus said, don't pray to me. In and of myself, I can do nothing. It's the Father that works in me, and yet people pray to Jesus 24-7. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, brother, we've been on here right at three hours and 22 minutes. Yeah, man. Let's let's call it, Jim. Get the blessing, brother. Yeah, because he's got to listen to two songs and do two dances before he goes to bed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I've got to do quite a few things yet. Yes, ma'am. But uh, I meant, I meant, I meant MJ. Our, no, I meant MJ, our musical coordinator. You don't have to do it, Jim. <laughs> well, I want to appreciate, I do appreciate each and every one of you coming and being part of this. This is what this call is all about. And uh, you know, I want to thank you. And may Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, you and your family. And may all your dreams come true that are good, good, and very good. And with that, Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health. And I'm going to end the call. Good night, everyone. We love you. Shalom. Prosper be in health. Good night, y'all. Thank you. Good night, everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.